0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident crooked cop of the pod, DL. How are you, mate?
1: I'm good. Taking cuts under the table. <laughs> I'll. You can take me to golf. You can take me to lunch.
0: Golfing again, man. Yeah. That's That's just your life now. You're an old man. <laughs> well, we are delighted, more delighted than to have DL here, to be joined by friend of the show and collaborator Riggs how are you mate good good that was an
2: unnecessary jab at, at Ray there, but <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate the um, the enthusiasm thanks for having me on
0: you have to give little digs here and there right that's how you know it's your true. friends
1: I just get beat up all the time don't I
0: <laughs> look Riggs is a friend of the show and collaborator he is not only an awesome podcast himself but also has a background in film Riggs do you want to give yourself a little introduction Sure. Um, yeah,
2: podcasting's sort of just something I, I do for fun. I kind of stumbled into it, really. But I, I run a film production company here in in Melbourne, uh, Australia. If there happens to be any any transcontinental listeners out there, um, and I, I have to say this, I, I was telling you I was going to do this when we when we had the chat last week. Stop me if you've heard this one. But a Pom, a yank, and an Aussie walk into a podcast, and and hilarity will ensue. Um but yeah so I, I run a film production house sorry uh with with my business
0: partner Dan and uh we have a studio here in um in Melbourne. Rick so what you're saying is you're going to actually add something which is to do with filmmaking to a podcast. Wow that's that's something we've never had before. If you <laughs> want I can I can I can dumb it down like <laughs> I can Please turn dear, it Tommy slow. Yeah. <laughs> I do think we'll need that to be pr- quite frank review. Um fair. hey guys look if you want to jump around there will be time codes in the description. In fact as as with uh, any Chris Nolan movie, listen to it out of order. Go, you know, jump to the end, jump to the beginning, do whatever you want. There's going to be some time dilation throughout this podcast. But what we like to do at the beginning of the show is we like to talk a little bit about what we've been up to. Riggs, do you want to give us a couple of bits you've been up to this week?
2: Sure. Um, well, I'll, I'll talk, I won't talk about work because that's, you know, I've been doing some fun shit at work, but my job's always fun.
0: All right, no, to rub it in. Wow. <laughs>
2: Well, it's, you know, this is, this is where we're at, you know. I was doing some editing today and it was a, it was a jolly old time. But uh, last weekend I went to the Aster, um, which is my favourite cinema here in Melbourne. It's a legacy theatre where they play older films. I know of the Aster. Of course you would. If you've been to Melbourne and you're a, a cinephile at all. Um, and, we, and I went to see uh, the double bill of Who Framed Roger Rabbit and, <laughs> and Dick Tracy.
1: Dude and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, that's a throwback. What yeah, a man. what a film.
2: It rules. Uh, and yeah. I had a screening of it for my fortieth last year, actually. That's how much I love that film. But I have never seen it in the Astor, so I went there to see that. And um and Dick Tracy, which which is holds up really well um uh, you know it's sort of a movie that time forgot you know comic book movie that time forgot but it's it's well worth your time if you can get a hold of a blu-ray or something and the other thing i saw that same day like i was driving home i'm like i'm not done with my movie making for the movie watching for the day i'm gonna i'm gonna stop at my my local in uh here in belgrave the cameo and i went and saw uh the new robert rodriguez joint hypnotic i've not even heard of that of course you haven't. Do you know why? Because nobody's <laughs> heard of it. It is. A, it is. A, it is. Doesn't even exist. I'm not convinced. I saw it myself. Um, but it's it's a Ben Affleck film, and it's kind of it's very Inceptiony. Um, and that oh, sounds and right. Up your alley, DL.
1: Yeah, love that. If
2: you like Inception, don't go and see it, DL. Like I've got to <laughs> warn you. Like I, I'm what? usually a great audience for anything. Like I'm. I I I don't get up in the morning to hate on stuff. It's just not part mm. of my DNA. But that that was a bad movie.
1: So, it's a poor man's Inception and Ben Affleck's a poor man's Leo. So, it adds up.
2: It's, it yeah, up. It, it's kind of like, it's a movie that Amazon would have brought out two weeks before <laughs> Inception came out. Do you know what I'm saying? It's sort of <laughs> yes. like Volcano, Dante's Peak kind of situation. <laughs> yes,
0: that's, that's fair. <laughs> They're classics of the genre. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> have you seen Volcano? It's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Yeah, what are you? what have you been up to, buddy?
1: God, I've been continuing on my cult journey. Watching no. Wild Wild Country on Netflix, Riggs.
0: I, I don't know if you listened to the last podcast, but DL is on a bit of a cult kick right now for some odd reason. Yeah.
1: Well, Riggs, have you have you seen Yellow Jackets?
2: No, I have listened to. Like you're well into this, and God. and you were you were talking about the writer's strike last week, and you were mad that they were they were like putting it on hold <laughs> for that shit. Yeah, it's a
1: problem. It's a problem for me. I'll have to watch more cult documentaries to get my <laughs> fix. If they delay that, which could have terrible results. We usually do, to be honest. Mm. Uh, But yeah, Wild, Wild Country. It's about this uh, utopian city in Oregon that gets into conflict with this local, you know, tumbleweed town. And they bring in 10,000 people from India that all follow this guy named the, it's old uh, Bhagwan Sri Rajanish. And uh, he's leading (laughs) a cult, which, you know, I haven't seen the end of it, but it it looks like it's going to have a. It's a fiery of, ending, yeah, ending <laughs> conflict.
2: Great! I can't wait to check that. out. <laughs> I end. actually
1: started watching one recently,
0: uh, and I've completely forgot what it was called. Complete exactly the same setup, except somewhere in the the middle of the US. And it's in fact, it's not the same one because I've it's not the same name. But like, effectively, it's called like the War in the US or something. And like, basically, these people who'd started a cult were just like hoarding guns and ammo, and like they were doing it under the guise of protecting their way of life. But it turns out they just were waiting for the police to rock up and start shooting. It's madness.
1: That's my country. <laughs> <laughs> they really do stick to form. I feel like all these cults start the same way. It's like, oh, love, wellness, and it just ends in guns and...
0: Somebody... Child weddings yeah. and shit. Yeah, like and just yeah,
1: orgies it's... and... Yep. Yeah, anyway.
0: This is the most diverse set of what you've been up to is I think we've ever had on the podcast. It's fantastic. It's the kind of energy yeah. we bring tonight. <laughs> <laughs> i've got a weird one and see if you guys have heard about this i think it's quite new on netflix uh so i sat down and the the partner was like flicking through and she found this thing called the alpinist and it's effectively a documentary about this young dude i think he's from i think he's from canada not the states and he was like terrible at school was not interested but loved going out hiking and loved free climbing and effectively uh, it's It follows his story of how he got like sponsored and how he kept like disappearing. And then he would just like rock up on the map and they'd be like, we're going to follow you and you're going to like document what you're doing. And it's like, it's a mad story. He's like 22 at this point. It's crazy. And he's like going up like the craziest peaks on his own. He just doesn't like doing it with other people.
1: Have you heard of that? No. Does he, does he free climb? Yeah. I just can't identify with these people.
0: It terrifies me.
1: Psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get into it. I'm like, what are you doing?
0: You're a regular white dude. Make a podcast like the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. For fuck's can't sake. You
1: just be vanilla, Brad.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like people who watch um, uh, Married at First Sight. I'm just like, I don't. What planet oh are you God. from? I just. Can't. I know they're very different thing. Free climbing and watching that show are two. I mean, they're both just equally as dangerous. But I just
0: think. To your we, mental you know? health, at least. I think equally, yeah.
1: yeah, doing each of those things is equally yeah. as dangerous, right? Getting married at first sight and free climbing, I'd put in the same bucket of dangers. That zone. and swimming with sharks and shit, you know? Oh, yeah, mm. absolutely.
0: Interestingly, you say that about mental health. I watched a show recently about a guy who was on one of the very original, like, uh, reality TV shows. It was one of these stupid things about, like... Road Rules Challenge? Class, probably something Real like that. Real World yeah, Lord one of them. the real housewives of something, something. Yeah, one of those. But he was like <laughs> painted as a villain of it. And like for the rest of his life, he's just been hounded and destroyed on social media. And he just, he can't get a real job because he's got the stigma attached to him. He All he can do is these like weird public appearances where no one really wants him to be there because he was the bad guy. And he's got this like, he basically ended up like trying to commit suicide a bunch of times, like super depressing. Jesus. I was oh, going to make a joke, but I'm not going anymore.
1: Same. Now I can't. Well, I stumbled. Well, on. yeah, I cut you both off. Uh, I was going to just say, <laughs> wow, that's an L.
0: Way to go, fun police. <sighs> <laughs> well, I did do one of the fun thing before we uh, move on this week. I managed to buy the new Zelda game. Now, Rings, I don't know. Are you as a gamer at all? Well, <laughs> no,
2: I'm not. Um, I like. Well, the that's, de- that's de- a setup de- for de- a story. De- yeah, it's uh, like. <sighs> all right. So I got an Xbox and it was mostly so that me and my partner could play Lego games. Oh, yeah. And my my business partner is a big gamer and he was Red Dead Redemption this and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, get yes. into Grand Theft Auto. Like, yeah, he, he was a big fan. So get into Grand Theft Auto. And and, and, and so I did. So I got it. Whatever the, the really popular one was, the one where it really hit. I don't, I don't know what version it was. GTA and, fun, um,
1: probably. Yeah. yeah still w- w- it was just
2: yeah. like Xbox 360. So I don't know what the... I don't know what there is now, but it was still going. So, who knows? It could have been that one. Yeah. Well, so I was playing this game and I was playing it for three hours. (laughs) Like most of the time I spent on a scooter driving to the mountains and I noticed a fruit stand and I thought, I wonder if I can buy a piece of fruit. And I got and I got out and I what? I tried to go in Grand and,
0: Theft Auto. You want to buy a piece of fruit?
2: I don't know. I'm a pacifist. I'm not a, not a violent man. So uh, and I went up there, but I you know I just pressed buttons and I punched the guy, and then the police came and they chased me on the scooter and I fell down a thing into a construction site and I got in a van and I drove and then I got to the beach and they were shooting at me and I got in the water and I swam for legitimately twenty minutes, got out onto a dock. <laughs> Killed by a fucking mountain lion. <laughs> that was my GTA experience. That's when
0: I found out it probably isn't for me.
1: That's life, isn't it? Yeah, I feel get like the yeah, you just
0: made get getaway and there comes that mountain lion. Yeah. You never know the minute, do you? You know? So, but no, I haven't, I am very aware of how big this Zelda game is, though, yeah. It is. It's, it's ginormous. It's taking over social media at the moment. The
1: culture as well. It kind of just yeah. feels like everybody's playing it except for me, and I'm just jealous. <laughs>
0: it's great i'll tell yeah. you that right now it's amazing yeah. it's more of the it's a bit more of the same from the last one but like it's got minor tweaks i like it a lot
1: and the, the last one was great
0: yeah and yeah. you know what i'm like dl and Riggs you probably don't know because why would you? you don't play that many video games but i don't like doing the main like you going off on a tangent and finding mountain lion i don't like doing the main quest i will get that get into a game and i will do everything first and i will go oh yeah there's a game to play <laughs> <laughs> is yeah,
2: this, is just, this like where, where DL's partner spent all that time Fucking around yeah, in Hogwarts t- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gale would be the other person yeah. To go and play GTA 5 And just go to the market and say What can I get for <laughs> <laughs> groceries Try it's and hours <laughs> <laughs> The thing about just the game now Is
2: you probably do that in, in a Harry Potter game You know, These things are so advanced Like The last Zelda game I remember was Ocarina of Time Oh yeah, that's the, a throwback
0: what I game. know, man. Like that was what, 2000 earlier? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Look, we're all old
0: here. We get it. There's no need to rub it in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, what we like to do now is we like to move on from this random bumbling, bambling about video games and culture. And we talk a little bit about what we've heard in the news. And we don't really mean news. What we actually do is we talk about things we've probably seen on Instagram or Twitter. And <laughs> most of the time, it's stuff we find interesting and not actually news. Gents, did you hear this week? The Loki series finally has a release date. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm excited for this. I don't know, Riggs. Are you? Are you? You're obviously a big MCU guy. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of. I've kind of cooled off on it a lot since you know post Endgame. It's it's. The only thing that's really captured my attention, uh, or my imagination is probably the better word, is Hawkeye. Wow. Um. And and I liked Loki fine. I I thought the production of it was great, and uh, it was really interesting, and um jonathan majors le- less said about that the better probably but um you know he's he's great um but uh, i just I, you know as i've been saying on 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 the show um with addy the, the filmatics podcast when we talk about it i wonder when they're going to start steering somewhere because yeah. at the moment it's just like th- this is the most directionless shit <laughs> Did you, <laughs> did you say shit or shit because you know? so either either way, if it brings
1: both <laughs> both of them
2: yeah I, I think if if loki brings some
3: specificity
2: then then i'm all in yeah you, did you guys like the first one
1: i did like the first one i love the play of uh owen wilson and uh what's Absolutely. his name and tom wow. tom hiddleston tom hiddleston yeah i thought they were i thought they were quite good together their comedy and i do think that that show will hopefully tie some stuff together it does feel like it's one of the ones that's in like the the fast track or main lane of yeah. where the mcu is going but i agree man there's not a lot that's been going on that's super exciting
0: i just maybe i've aged out i don't know
1: can we just rev-
0: go backward just a moment there i want to like like rewind yeah. the tape um hawkeye
1: yeah that's a good point hawkeye
0: what, what's wrong with hawkeye
1: <laughs> i guess Do i we all we like all love hawkeye? a christmas story but I'd like you know what it
2: was you know the part that got me though you know the part that, that sold it for me it's the moment after he's lost his hearing aid and he has to have a conversation with his son uh, like via um Kate like mm. writing down what the kid's saying because he can't hear and then at the end of the conversation you just see i mean Jeremy Renner is probably the strongest actor they have apart from rdj and and like that moment i was like oh okay this is a real thing this is a real like i look for that i look for truth and emotion in my shit it's not like you know, big spectacle is what I'm looking for all the time. And
0: I just, CD, I just found this it. This is what we lack in this podcast. Actual nuance <laughs> for move, movie and film <laughs> knowledge.
1: Emotive <laughs> truth.
0: I wouldn't say nuance. We just go, he's got
1: a bow and arrow. He's an idiot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, that's a perfectly th- sound argument also. Like, I just that's
1: don't that's think something. I got that far, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to the emotive sign language hearing yeah. aid.
0: I actually really liked Hawkeye. I think it was good because I watched it at Christmas.
1: So that's I kind of like,
0: Christmas time, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I, I kind of went with the mood of it. And like I was watching Die Hard and I was watching Home Alone. And, you know, it's like it's building the Christmas spirit. It's basically what that show is. <laughs> it's yeah. Die Hard and Home Alone. Literally. At the same time. With a
2: bow and arrow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll get, what's the release date? You didn't say.
0: It's coming out
2: on the 6th of October this year. you guys Are excited? It... Oh, oh, fuck. That's a bit of a, I could, I'll be ready to watch Hawkeye again straight after.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it leads into the second series.
2: Oh, don't tease me!
1: <laughs> I highly doubt it, but mm. for you, eggs I, I will pray.
2: I don't. I don't think. Like, no, 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 joke here. But I think Jeremy Renner is going to be doing
1: much for a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. I yeah. follow him on Instagram. Yeah. He's doing uh, pretty bad. Art. Yeah. He... No, no, he's doing better. He's yeah. doing like exercises and stuff.
0: So he's back to life. What back I... to reality. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he was playing the hero, wasn't he? When he he tried to save his, his nephew. Yeah,
1: I think I think he like left it on. You know, maybe actually this is the first. They'll, they'll look back at history and say this was when the AI tried to take over because the <laughs> tractor drove into him and no one was driving the tractor.
0: Yeah, well, apparently the safeguards on those tractors against that happening, so no one's mm-hmm. quite sure how That's it. What happened. I'm saying
1: they're rewriting the code.
2: The, the the ad for that new uh, uh, Garth Edwards film came out today. The the creator with uh with um, oh yeah John David
0: Washington. It's there's some shit going on. We don't know about yeah, there's I've some seen stuff this going on. Well, it's the Terminator, isn't it? They told us in the they told us in the eighties. Like we knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> we should put the Terminator on one of our lists, by the way. Either whether it's sci-fi or movies yeah. our dads told us about, we should watch.
1: Why am I just so over Arnold Schwarzenegger, though? Anytime know. you mention an Arnold movie, I'm like, oh god. Even T2. Even T2. Oh, I'm, I'm not no. sure. Reeks, do you want to start a new podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Film,
0: Film assemble. assemble. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: Film assemble. <laughs> assembles. That's what I do all day. I don't want to do it in my off with Shit. Fair play.
0: Mm. Fair play. Well, DL, I've got a piece of news you might be interested in. We'll Did through. you hear this week that Archer is coming to an end?
1: Dude, why? It's still so good.
0: I feel like they've just come out of the shit part and they're up to some actually half decent show again.
1: Yeah. They, they got out of that like weird each season as a daydream, but I actually liked some of those. Of course you did. Why, why can't Archer just be like family guy or Simpsons and just go on forever until I die? Great
0: question. Pass it on to someone else. Someone else will do it. Like it doesn't have to be this because the guy, the guy who created it is still involved. I think he wants to move on with his life. <sighs> but do you, Reeks, do you, are you a big Archer fan?
2: I've I've seen some of it, like first seasons and, and bits of pieces, and it, the the first episode of that where he gets an erection while while holding a gun to his mother's <laughs> head, uh, uh, like I don't think I've laughed that hard at an animated show ever. Like that was just. And she thought like, you were
0: going to say I don't, I don't. I, I thought you say I've not felt so in line with a character in my entire life. <laughs> I've never <laughs> empathized with an animated
1: character more. I've uh, never Bring felt that nuance. seen. I've never felt so seen. <laughs> Dude, that pilot, that pilot Fox. It's, it's like, so it is yeah. one of the all time pilots. Yeah, I, I, I cry.
0: I love yeah. the style too. You know? I've definitely talked about this on this podcast before. Uh, I had a really weird experience with the first episode of that show. So someone told me about it and it was probably about three seasons in by the point I got around to it. And I downloaded what I, this is back when you had to download stuff if you didn't have streaming. And I downloaded what I thought was the first episode And someone with the most painstakingly done I can imagine gone in and replaced every frame of archer with a Velociraptor, <laughs> and I am not shitting you. Like even his dialogue, his dialogue was just raptor noises, and it's the best <laughs> thing I think I've ever seen. I watched twenty minutes of that before realizing. Did you think that minute, was legit? I wasn't sure. I didn't know. So I just <laughs> sat there and I was like, "This is this is weird," but here we are. Some people wow. just use their powers for evil, don't <laughs> like, they? Well, I'd say that. I'd it? say that's the opposite. Yeah, I
1: guess. I just can't imagine having the time. to do that
0: animating
2: that kind of hand like keyframe animation takes fucking forever like I was doing some of that today and it's a long process
1: it's it's probably not easy he isn't gonna he gets no satisfaction from it he doesn't get to see you watching it confused
0: (laughs) I get satisfaction from this
1: (laughs) he gets nothing (laughs)
0: Uh, I'm gonna find that one day and post it on our Instagram because it's one of the best things I've ever seen. And it's so weird because it I, I got up to the bit where they were doing the torture. You know where he's being tortured and it's just a Velociraptor being tortured. <laughs> I was like, there's something wrong with this. <laughs> I'm gonna have
2: to find this now, that's gonna change my life. Oh, uh,
0: it's gonna change your life. Well anyway, Archer is coming out, oh, season fourteen is coming out in August, and it's gonna be the final season. Have you have you guys got any news this week? Anything you guys have heard?
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen a couple things. Um, I may bring back weird news oh, yes, this please. week. Did you... We haven't did,
0: done that in a good 20 episodes. Yeah.
1: Did you see that the flaming Hot Cheetos origin story that no. you always wanted to get yeah. <laughs> is getting made? Is and it's had real? its first poster be revealed. Yes, it's real. Unless the Internet lies, which in which case, you know, it's not. But I read it and was like, oh, wow, this is this is definitely must see television. What? Who's in this? <laughs> I don't know. I just love flaming on Cheetos. So I got to know really it how that they
2: tiger in it probably is it, is <laughs> yeah a, is it is a yeah, cheeto it's... tiger or
1: something oh my god yeah so that's a family guy joke right he, he, he crushes them up and snorts them yeah what went wrong though <laughs> yeah that's right where <laughs> he Flamers. had to go <laughs> flaming, <laughs> flaming hot anyway so that was that was pretty odd and i saw that and then i saw that uh well i guess it's old news apparently you told me but reed richards dot dot, oh, dot? Yeah. casting news Did casting you hear that? rumors
0: reeds have you had any casting rumors for fantastic four
2: just um, that uh, Kylo Ren is, is, is yes, the thing it's yes, um, fantastic. Yes. I,
0: I, I thought the, the the move would be make him Doctor
2: Doom, but I mean...
0: I thought you know, so I too. He'd be a I'm great knowing. Doom, but then maybe he doesn't want to be a villain anymore.
2: Yeah, but I mean, it's also... it's supposed. The thing I heard ages ago was that it's period, that it's like set in the 60s.
0: Oh, really? I, th- I heard that yeah, a while ago, I mean, but I didn't know if that was going to stick because of... I mean, they're doing time travel and stuff in the MCU now and everything, the different multiversal things, so... Exactly. Yeah, they could, I yeah. suppose. A lot of but opportunity. I just, I just, when you said that, I just imagined uh, uh, Adam Driver dressed dressed as Austin Powers, <laughs> <laughs> groovy
2: baby, <laughs> with the floppy God. hair. Why not, man? Yeah, you can your... see, have you seen that guy's TED talk? Who? Adam Driver's TED talk on no. um, uh, the acting in the military.
1: I think I've heard of this. Fucking incredible. <laughs> we, we talked yeah, about him in like military really, the military
2: week. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really intelligent and and thought provoking and and. Um, just a, a a master of his craft in in a lot wow. of different respects. So I, I have a lot of respect for Adam Driver
0: because he made sixty four as well, sixty five. Sorry, he's definitely master hex. So when he shaves that off, they are not great ears. Um, Is that right? <laughs> wow. To get a little bit personal,
1: <laughs> just look up his military headshot. Yeah, it's, it's not pretty, great. It's pretty. He's 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 had a glow up. Wow.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> he got that Hollywood hair. I'll I'll check the internet for that one later.
1: Um, no, but he he's the man.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, we love him. It'll in. be great. So yeah. every year, Riggs, I don't know if you know this, but every year we do an awards for the end of the year. So we go back to all the moves of the prior year and say, like, uh, best worst movie and what's the most Aquaman movie? And we actually have a specific award for Adam Driver.
1: Yeah, it's because, yeah, it's based off of his performance in Star Wars. Okay. It's basically as if, like, you know, he wasn't given great material to work work with. Yeah but rose to the occasion anyway cuz no one really understands why kylo ren's a whiny bitch. He has no reason to be. But we really believe that he was tormented because of that acting. So he Adam Driver award.
2: Yeah, sure. Maybe what's the reverse of helicopter parenting? I guess that's what the problem
3: was. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I happened? Guess. To explain parenting helicopter parenting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh helicopter parenting is like parents who are constantly you know oh, on their right. kids like do this do that don't do this don't do that get in the cupboard with some spinach or whatever it is that they, yeah. they feel they need to do to get their kid to grow up and be is that a healthy thing and
0: parents do now put them in the cord with spinach i have no idea i don't have any
2: <laughs> children so maybe it's, a, it's probably healthy um sounds like a past trauma <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i think 65 is probably a good uh, you know he's going to get something this year then i look forward to seeing the ceremony because um that movie is it, like it's totally forgettable it's totally consumable it's it's sugar covered you know popcorn but i fucking loved it because he commits he commits i've never seen someone so convincingly kill a dinosaur
0: yeah he yeah maybe that's it maybe it's the commercial my only problem with that... My biggest problem with that movie... Only problem. My biggest, biggest problem with that movie was when he gave the little grenades to the girl. And she could have just used one because it's a tiny little shitty dinosaur running after. And she used the whole bag. And you're like, dude, you need them. Another, another reason... Not to have kids, because you never know when they're going to
2: fuck up a grenade situation. So <laughs> it's, fair. it's fair. There's the
1: birth control I needed. You should put yeah, that on a
0: motivational poster in, in a room somewhere. I've got it behind me, actually. You can't see <laughs> yeah. it because of the soundproofing. But yeah, that's it. Anyway,
1: Adam Driver, casted, casting rumor as Reed Richards, yeah. wasn't the casting rumor I wanted. I want him as Snape in the new HBO, Harry Potter, but we'll, maybe we'll get Should that
0: we later. Do. I had a rebuttal for that, and I just remembered. So in the part of the contract with uh, J.K. Rowling for the movies, they had to select British actors where they could. So I wonder if that would come into effect and stop him doing it, because he's obviously American. I wonder if he's not able to do it.
1: Well, That would suck. <laughs> <laughs> and I would tell J.K. Rowling to pounce hand. Wow. Okay.
0: There's,
2: there's a few other things you can tell J.K. Rowling while you're at it, actually. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. 100%. I think she's probably lost some of that pull. Anyway.
0: Well, a lot mm-hmm. of that pull, apparently. Anyway, we'll move on from J.K. Rowling because nobody wants to talk about it. Uh, no. Guys, did you hear this week talking of casting rumors? There's been some casting rumors surrounding Superman for James Gunn's Superman legacy movie. Yeah, right. Now, apparently... Now, I didn't know this. You may know this, Riggs. Been been the film buff. The film Mm. addict, should I say. That's what they call me. (laughs) Apparently, (laughs) Nicholas Holt. You remember Nicholas Holt. He was sort of semi-beast in some of those X-Men movies. He's in that new Dracula film with Nick Cage. Yeah. He's done a few things. He was apparently uh, the the final choice between him and Robert Pattinson to play the Batman. Shut the front door. I can't see him as the Batman at all. No. And Dre's looking confused. There's no Nicholas Holt is.
1: No, no, I'm thinking about it. And I know who Nicholas Holt is. He's in Skins.
0: He is.
2: He's too He's too clean cut. But then again, I mean, he did a pretty dark turn as um, J.D. Salinger in uh, Rebel in the Rye, the, the J.D. Salinger mm. biopic, the Danny Strong director. But yeah, I mean... that mm, Well, getting know. off
0: topic, he is one of the final contenders, apparently, to play the new Superman.
2: Thoughts? He, he, he's going to play... I thought he was going to play Lex.
0: Final contenders, Nicholas Holt... David cornsweat That's a terrible last name. Um, oh, no, you'd change that. You'd change that right away, wouldn't <laughs> you? You would change that immediately, wouldn't you? Especially if you're an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I if you're just Sweat. a generic white dude with brown hair in Hollywood, though, you're pretty much up for the role of Superman. Like, you could go. Yeah, I think you, if I'm you, you win Hollywood deal, yeah. you'd be there. Yeah, exactly. Like, so well, as soon as our podcasts so. take off. <laughs>
2: <yeah>. <laughs> podcast, uh, you know, cast as... And that, that's what would happen. You know, a, a member of the uh, uh, Podcast Assemble... You know, crew is cast as Superman, and the internet explodes with all of these people being shitty. I guarantee it.
1: I don't see it though.
2: There'll be people in the streets, fucking killing each other and eating chairs. And <laughs> Sounds like a Brit on holiday, to be honest. <laughs> that is a soccer hooligan, hooligan joke. Actually, it
3: absolutely
2: so, yeah, is. Enjoy. Uh,
0: before we move on, then, any final bits of news, Jens?
2: I have, I have one. This, I, I, I only heard this like. You know, a few minutes before jumping on, because I just thought I'd let you guys. But this to me is just bizarre. And it also ties in nicely to um, uh, 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 the video that you guys have on YouTube channel at the moment. The Flash Who Gives a Shit, which is the best (laughs) name for a video that's ever happened. Out right now. Go check it
0: out on our podcast Assemble YouTube channel.
2: Yeah, man, hit that, hit that like and subscribe button. These guys are fucking.
0: We've got comedy. nearly two hundred and fifty subscribers legend. now. I feel like that's good. Spectacular, man.
2: It's really good. It all counts. But anyway, Stephen King, you know the Stephen uh, yeah. King who wrote The Shining, Tommyknockers, bunch of other ones. Um, I can't <laughs> not laugh at Tommyknockers. I'm sorry. Tommyknockers <laughs> is just a ridiculous <laughs> picture. But yeah, no, you I'm you know, Stephen King wrote one of the greatest books on writing. It's just called On Writing. It's part biography, um, part you know, text on how to, how to be a writer. Um, just amazing book. He saw The Flash and he oh. tweeted, I got an advanced screening of The Flash today. As a rule, I don't care a lot for superhero movies, but this one is special. It's heartfelt, funny, eye-popping. I love it. And someone has then tagged James Gunn and said, is this true? And James Gunn has replied, hell yes, it is. Wowza. Tom Cruise and Stephen King both vouch for The Flash. I
0: feel myself being swayed.
1: The hype train has begun. I couldn't yeah. think of two more
0: disparate ends of the spectrum though. Like... I know,
2: I oh, know. It's it would be like if a beanie baby and the Archduke France Ferdinand both said <laughs> the flash was good. You're like, what? it must be
0: good (laughs) i'd be (laughs) firstly wondering how a beanie baby could tell me that but that'd be hilarious oh no
1: what do we do if it's good we 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 go hard into that what do we do if it's good i love making fun of dc
0: go go and watch my youtube video and you'll see all how i feel about that That that's such a good segue rigs i really do appreciate it Mm -hmm. gents let's move on If you guys have heard anything, by the way, hit us up at podcastassemble on Instagram or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. You can send us memes, tag us in stuff. We love it when you do. DL, do you want to preface the main topic for this week?
1: Yes, I guess you could call this a continuation of an anthology that we do with Christopher Nolan, or you could call it a superhero movie rewatch. This week we're doing christopher nolan's batman begins
0: we are clashing cultures it's fantastic mm.
1: now before we even start
0: talking about batman begins i want to ask riggs are you a big nolan guy i do i do yes okay that's i, yes, is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: mean, I feel like trying, you i'm d- just trying to answer it I'm just trying to answer it uh, in a way that doesn't, you know, uh, be super positive, super negative. Because, like, I'm not, you know, avid about all of these films. I am the probably the one person, I think there's three or four of us, we have a club, uh, we like Tenet.
1: Oh, I was going to say, surely Tenet was running through your mind as you hesitated. <laughs> Who
2: was it? You said the most interesting thing about that, DL. You said that um, uh, where Inception was, um, uh, I can't remember the word you used, Inception's like, not convoluted inception is um, intricate but tenant is convoluted i thought that was such a beautiful way to to put the difference between those two movies because they share so much dna yeah
1: they really do i, I when i watched tenant i wanted it to be as intricate and there was mm. a couple times like at the end where they tie some nice mm. bows on things and i'm like oh yeah but it was in the last two minutes and there was two hours of confusion yeah
2: and i get that and uh, but i as as a as a filmmaker, I think he's he's one of the only he's one of the purest like I yeah. don't believe in the auteur theory because there's too many mm. people that need to make a film just because you write and direct something doesn't mean you're an auteur. Um but he he is he's constructing original narratives um in a in a large marketplace and he's doing it his own way he's shooting on film he's shooting at IMAX you know he doesn't lean into special effects he is he is a classicist and I I appreciate that about him
0: all right now the real question is going to be and this is for both of you Mm. and Dale, I don't think you've got as big a handle this I think Reeves will but who is your Batman
2: it's Keaton um Batman Returns oh he's he's, excited for the Flash then no wonder. No, i'm fucking not let's get nuts you can kiss my balls mate that is just ridiculous um no it's keaton batman returns is my favorite batman movie and and the the reason why and i've said this before i've got a show on, on youtube called the stitch up where i did an episode on batman returns and 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 my argument for that being the best film is this if you give the script for the dark knight to any other director that isn't christopher nolan you get Mostly the same product. Like his Batman films are fairly atypical, but Mm -hmm. his of of the genre, his other stuff is more has more flavor. But they're fairly normal. You give the script of Batman Returns to anybody who isn't Tim Burton, and the result is radically different. So I just, I it's a big swing. Um, And also, I think you know, everyone say always says that the Dark Dark Knight is you know the Godfather of superhero movies. You remove Heath Ledger as the Joker from that film, and it suffers
0: almost fifty percent. Wow. Interesting. DL, who's your Batman?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I would have normally said uh, Christian Bale, but after this rewatch, I may be open to change. Wow. Yeah. Wow, who are you going to say? I, I'm not sure. I, I guess I kind of want to see another Pattinson movie. Because the thing about Patton Bat, <laughs> if oh, you <laughs> actually think, yes, that's a thing. I think Tommy Batman coined so it. Lovely.
0: I think I stole it from somewhere.
1: Yeah. It's fine. Uh, If you actually think about, like, in re- the real world, like, what would Batman be like? Somebody that, like, is so traumatized that they decide to dress up <laughs> in a costume of leather and become a visual artist, it it's very likely they'd be, like, an emo eyeliner. Like, they, they, I could see it. There's a very
0: fine line between being Batman and being in a gimp suit.
1: <laughs> yes, that's my point. And I think that it's not really a fine line. It's more like a Venn diagram. That's, that's- <laughs> There is definitely the overlap is Batman. You know what
2: it actually (laughs) reminds me of is um uh, uh, that Batman film is I I just recently reread James O'Barr's the Crow uh, graphic novel series from the late eighties that they then would go on to make a um a film with uh, with Brandon Lee directed by Alex Proyas who's an Australian Um, and Mm -hmm. uh, and and yeah there's there's a lot of that Batman picture in those original Crow graphic novels. Yeah. Um, mm. you're, you're totally right. It's, it's joy division. That's, 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 you know, and, and the cure and nine inch
0: nails. It's, that's exactly
1: what you're on. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and I, I love that. I agree. I would say my Batman, thanks for asking guys. No by one way, cares. I appreciate that. I'd say, I'd say I'm still open. I think there's still a, a good Batman out there to come. That's going to be better than the, than what we've seen. I don't think any of that. I think Pat and Bat, as you mentioned, is probably the best culmination <laughs> of what we've had on page. So like he does the detecting stuff, he can do the fighting stuff. He, yeah, he's lithe. He's like, you know, he's not the tank that you get in the Frank Miller stuff, like The Dark Knight Returns. But like, I feel like there's one out there that's gonna bring all of them elements. Like, he's not the smartest guy in the world, is he? Let's be honest. Like, I, he's not. Like, he's not the world's greatest detective. He's not all those things. And I think there's gonna come one movie in the next like 15 years, and it's gonna bring all that together. I don't think it's going to be James Gunn, but I think it's coming. What a punt.
2: I think he, he's, he's clumsy and, and furious um, because it's, it's year two. And, and I like that about that picture. He doesn't win. Um, Absolutely. And, and that's such a, uh, an interesting – In order, and by not winning, he becomes a hero. Uh, As opposed to just a a blind, um, you know, hand of vengeance. Now
0: we're all getting way too excited talking about Batman, but uh, we
1: have to give we have to give Riggs his credit for calling out the true best. Batman, which was suddenly Michael you Caine. said Will Arnett, <laughs> which by the way, those were the best videos. What is it, E bombs world? Ah,
0: uh, which ones are they? Where it's like
1: it's just these Batman skits. finds his voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That dude's on.
0: Uh, that dude's on Instagram now. He's hilarious. He does. Yeah. He's like a proper comedian. That guy is yeah. great. The best one is. Have you seen the one where he can't stop his dirty mind, and it's with Tally Hall when she like stabs him at the end of Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> yeah. and he's <it's> like, <laughs> "What are you saying is?" If you
1: press that red button, there's
0: an explosion. It's so good.
2: <laughs>
1: so it is, it is Will Arnett under that? I didn't realize that. Or is that did I misread your joke?
2: Oh, no. I, I said Will Arnett because he's the voice of Batman
0: in the Lego movies.
1: Oh, God. That, and <laughs> and there, that was there, what a swing and a miss.
0: There, I saw a YouTube video recently. I've been waxing lyrical about a, a YouTube channel called not, uh, Nerdstalgic of late. Mm. They just did a video about how they believe that that Batman movie, the Lego Batman movie, is the best Batman movie. Now, talking it's of Batman of movies, it, yeah. let's talk Batman Begins. Now, gents, what we like to do now is we like to do our stupid plot summaries. We realized a long time ago we are not good at reducing a, uh, a movie or whatever it is, a TV show, mainly TV shows, down to their finer elements. So we like to give you the dumbest version of what this movie is. And I'm going to leave it to professionals today, so... Perhaps Reeves, you could go first. Oh, fuck. You want a real you want a real one? I I've <laughs> done a silly one. <laughs> a silly, stupid plot silly, summary. Silly, silly, st- guess. silly,
2: stupid plot summary. I thought that was the point. Okay, this is my this is my plot summary. Spoilt billionaire in rubber SM outfit thinks he can solve the world's <laughs> problems by punching poor people in the neck. <laughs> Fairly accurate.
0: Um, That's, that's, that's... I mean, you've described every Batman movie there, but that's fair. I like it a lot. Very, very true. Okay.
1: (laughs) DL, what's yours? Bruce Wayne's parents die, spoilers, in a tragic (laughs) double murder that is endemic of the corrupt city that is Gotham. This eventually drives Bruce to find his own way of creating justice by apparently chain-smoking his way through the international criminal world to become a ninja with a bat fetish. (laughs) (laughs) Oof.
0: I do like the ninja parts of this movie.
2: Ninja with a bat fetish is probably the best
0: thing. I've ever I think heard. we're going to put that on a slogan somewhere. That could be another uh, inspirational poster from the, from the show. Gents, can you guess for me? Firstly, the IMDB score. DL, what do you reckon?
1: 8.5.
0: Reeks?
2: I'm going to do the, 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 the lot prices right and go
0: 8.6. Ooh, it's 8.2. Oh. You went the wrong way, my man. DL, DL takes a point for that one. Now you go so first beach. this time, Riggs. Rotten Tomatoes, okay. percentage. What do you reckon?
1: 79. Okay, deal. I think this is... Didn't this have critical acclaim? And audiences. I, is I'm Chris thinking Norman. this is
0: 91. Oh, wow. My math is bad. It's 84. So I think... Reeves was closer for that one. Both yeah. missed drastically. <laughs> <laughs> neither, neither, of you t- neither of you were that close, but that's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's not maths, assemble. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> I do think. <laughs> yet, shit, podcast. <pegged> <laughs> oh oh <yet>. god. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, then, what do you reckon the score was? Is it's one-one? Reeves, so you can go first. What's? Uh, how do they do this one?
2: Well, is this is just. Or the, or is this
0: it? is the combination. It's a percentage. It's of all the reviews out there.
2: Oh, right. It'd be in the 80, 85.
1: DL? I, I think they're harsher. They tend to be harsher because they include all the like really gnarly critics. We've done a lot of these, you can yeah. tell. Uh, it's 72. Oh, it's 70.
0: Oh, they, they were harsh on this movie. They were harsh. Yeah. Now, this is, of course, yet, as DL mentioned, another of our Chris Nolan anthologies. But the interesting thing I find about but this movie is this is only his fourth directorial credit. How mad is that? So he did the following: he did Memento, he did Insomnia, and then he did this.
1: Mm. That's madness, right? I guess it makes sense
0: if you if you think
2: if you think about the way that these movies so, are made, um, that's what happens. I mean, the the if you look at something like the um, uh, the Spider Man trilogy, trilogy from the MCU, the guy who had directed that made one film It was called Cop Car. It had Kevin Bacon. Right. In it. Um, and was given the opportunity. You know, Chloe Zhao, The best actor alive. The, uh, yeah, of course, he is the best actor alive. Um, you know, Chloe Zhao, she ended up doing mm. the. Um, I mean, everyone thinks that she got that off the back of, you know, Nomad Land winning Academy Awards. Nomad Land had been finished and released before she got that job, you know. Um, Interesting. These, they give these people chances sometimes because they cost less. Um, but I, my understanding was that Nolan had a pretty strong take, and he got together mm-hmm. with Goya and, and and put together a pitch, and and that's that's kind of how it happened. He wanted to set it real world, and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of noir DNA in this film, and you can see mm. that in, in Insomnia, you can see that in Memento, you can see that in the
0: definitely final. Memento.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah.
0: Have you seen a lot of Nolan's movies? I've seen all of them. Yeah. Oh well, that's going to be good for you because we're going to rank the ones we've seen so far at the end of the show. Oh, I've so done my ranking. You Don't you even worry. <laughs> <laughs> and look, this is a phenomenal cast full of some regulars for Nolan who's become regulars since this over the years. But listen to this. Just just pick a few names off the top of the hat. Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Liam Neeson. I hate him, by the way. Uh, Katie Holmes, Gary Oldman, Tillian Murphy, Ken Watanabe, Morgan Freeman. Like, what on earth is this fourth Great. movie? It's like, There's how the... did he attract all these guys? I don't know.
2: I think it's probably, yeah, like the the... the... Batman hadn't been redone in a while. Like you've got to remember the Batman before mm. this was Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um, oh, and and you say Christian Bale at the top of that list because he's Batman, but yeah, I mean, he was coming off the back of being the bad guy in shaft Yep. and, and, and American psycho. Like, and, and he was, he'd just done the
0: machinist. Yeah. I was um, going to say, didn't he drop a load of weight before this? He had to put a low ton of weight back on. And then
1: went on the Batman diet. I don't know what that is. It was <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a lot of, yeah. I go look up his workout. Protein. protein. Yeah.
0: Well, then, shall we talk a little bit about the plot of this movie? I usually throw it to DL, but Riggs, as you're our special guest today, why don't you give us just a vague overview of what what happens in this?
2: Well, um, it's the Batman's and it uh, <laughs> does some ninja stuff and the end. Um, so, no, well, you have uh, it, it, it's the. the <laughs> is that good enough? Or did I yeah, yeah, it's podcast?
0: great. That's, uh, we just end here. And you're thank welcome.
2: you. You're welcome. It is a it is a hero's journey in in the most traditional sense of the word It's a four act structure in which a, a hero is born or a hero is tested um, a hero goes on a journey a hero is changed a hero is born and 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 the hero
0: triumphs all done through the lens of a Chris Nolan movie and that's what I like about it
2: yeah it, it definitely it doesn't it takes a few watches for you to go hang on I know I've seen this before because of course you have you've seen it everywhere every time yep. you've seen a movie like this but just his construction of things um, but yeah so you have uh, Bruce Wayne you know tragically loses his parents as a young man and then as a as a early 20 something goes on a, on a travel eight year journey across the globe to to train to become you know a combatant someone who can go after the the criminals and the corrupt society meets his mentor Ducard who spoilers ends up becoming ends up being Ra's al Ghul uh, his ultimate the ultimate villain of the picture
0: Liam Neeson is a villain in any picture I Fucking hate that guy. I don't care what anyone says. He's the worst actor. Pick.
2: You don't like him as an actor or you don't like him as a human
1: being?
0: As, like up until the whole racist thing, like I was fine with him as a human being. Yeah, that's it's the some... actor thing that I don't understand. And I just don't get him. Why is he an action hero?
1: I didn't know about this racist thing. We'll steer away from I, that. Of but... course. But like, my point is you've had hate in your heart oh, yeah. for this guy for a long, oh, yeah. for a long time. <laughs> Let me
0: frame this deal. You, you, you know this well, but Reeves, in case you haven't heard all... What, 104 up to of our podcasts now? In case you haven't listened back to all of them, most don't of worry them. about it. My reason for disliking Liam Neeson is a very, very specific one. So you've seen the film Taken, as I assume most people have. Oh, yeah. So there's a very specific scene in that movie, right? So he's what in that? 55, 60, roughly? Hmm. Somewhere in that age uh, range? 108. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, a, he's a little bit of an older gen. The whole point is he's on this mission. And I, to that point, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a classic older gen. is going on his journey. He's trying to save his daughter. And then there's a scene when he's on a bridge and he sees a boat floating under the bridge. And it's, you know, it's it's a good, I don't know, few hundred yards down. And he just jumps off and lands on the deck. And I'm like, he's 60 if he's a day. His knees (laughs) right now are porridge. I don't care what you think. Like there is not a shred of his legs left. And like he gets up and he runs around and kicks the crap out of a hundred guys. It's like, no, I'm out. And then they kept making those fucking
1: yeah. movies. <laughs> Three of the motherfuckers. Yeah. Tommy's the guy that's like, oh, how'd they get the iron chains to get the dragon out of the ice in Game of Thrones in a movie about dragons? <laughs> or show, I should say.
2: It was like when I sent you that message where I was like, the most un- unreasonable thing about the Meg is the fact that Jason Statham's character has that physique and is supposed to be a drunk. <laughs> yeah. And then DL, you were like, does he know the movie's about a giant fucking
3: shark? I'm like, yes, that's the joke. That's the joke fair this Megged this is but
2: yeah i mean I, I i understand you know you, you know you, sometimes you just have actors who you don't like and i gotta tell you my friends katie holmes i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't know who gave her a sag card <laughs> but they should be put in prison like <laughs> she is fucking well, let's horrible, wait till we get like... to
0: performances then to get into katie holmes because i i've got a bit of a different take to yours but this is effectively a okay. new take on batman year mm-hmm. one right so I think it maybe pulls from some of the Frank Miller comics of the year one, but it is a lot. It is very much Chris Nolan's story, and I, that's what kind of what I like about this one. Um, can we save plot holes till the end? Plot holes? Oh, there's there is, none of those. There is a giant. Oh, there's a beautiful <laughs> plot hole in this film. Reeks, do you have know the plot hole in this film? Um, well, it, it can't be as big as the one in Batman Robin, which I'll get to. Oh, know. it's it's worse, I promise you right now. All right then. Well, let, as you're already talking okay, about performances, all right, I, I don't know it. At all. Let's do it then. Can't wait. I have to give a Shout out to the best actor in this movie, who's the best actor alive, which is Jack Gleason, who played uh, <coughs> King Joffrey Stop. in uh, Game of Thrones for his brief cameo. You're him, aren't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get fucked, you little shit. And everyone's <laughs> like, Yes, you are him.
1: <laughs> no one will believe me. Who the fuck do you think it is,
2: idiot? <laughs> He's climbing up the side of your building
1: Jim in Kim a suit. back
0: costume. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the boogeyman. Yeah. I'm
2: here to see your mum, kid. Fuck off. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: what do you reckon, DL? What King do you reckon Joffrey. about the portrayal of Bruce Wayne in this? I can't even speak. Uh,
1: I actually think Christian Bale slayed the like Bruce Wayne alter ego. Sure, I think I he it. did a really good job with that because he's just a bit, you know, English and pompous. <laughs> like I know he's not he in this, bit this but I guy. know he's English, so I'm like, oh, you're <laughs> killing it.
0: I related too, actually. Uh, There was one thing that made me laugh. I mentioned before, he's not the world's greatest detective. He's not. There is a great bit in it where it shows he's not quite the most intelligent man in the room, which is absolutely fine, to be honest, because Morgan Freeman's there. He is God. We all know this. Mm. So there is a bit when he's just been drugged by the Scarecrow and he wakes up in bed and uh, Morgan Freeman's talking about the proteins and the things he did to synthesize an antidote. And he's like, am I supposed to understand any of that? And I'm like, he is not the Batman from the no, comics. I want you know how
1: hard it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I actually loved that scene. I, I, I did. Morgan Freeman in this was great. I forgot how cool he, like, he was in this. In general, he's yeah. the coolest man in the room. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean that scene is is, is indicative of It's a great moment where, um, you know, he Bruce doesn't know that that um, Fox,
1: Fox Fox Lucian. What a name! Um,
2: doesn't Lucius. Lucian? Yeah, such a good name. And uh, he, he's like you know drinking the 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 drink, and he steps into frame, and then he's like, "Fuck, I didn't know he was here." Like he's very he's very nuanced. Mm. But the interesting thing about um, Christian uh, uh, Bale as an actor, at uh, uh, the intensity that he brings to everything, is that you know he clearly takes it seriously. He has a Batman, mm. he has a Bruce Wayne when he's out of costume, and he has a Bruce Wayne, the the boy billionaire. Mm. And the boy billionaire is the one who you know buys. That. I'm I'm making some changes about the book. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I like that scene. He, he is putting that on like it is. It, it is a performance, and I, it, I'm also reminded of him in the Prestige where. The reason his 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 accent is so exaggerated is because he's trying to cover the fact that that it's he, it's two of the same mm. people, like it's and mm. his brother. Um, I think it's a really uh, uh, yeah Great specific movie thing that he's doing when he's got to be that kind of you know that Bruce Wayne. And the other person who did it as well was Kevin Conroy.
0: Fair Conroy's voice in those animated in all animated stuff and even the games. Wow, he does that well. Yeah, but isn't isn't Michael Keaton the one who first who did the first ever Batman changes his voice to Bruce Wayne and Batman.
2: He just brought it down an octave. And besides, he barely
0: speaks in those two pictures. I like a monosyllabic Batman Same. same. Mm. I'm absolutely with you on that. But you mentioned about Katie Holmes before. Now, let's talk about that. Like, you don't like her in his films. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: so,
2: <laughs> i saw i recently tried to re-watch an episode of dawson's creek just as a as, as a curiosity
0: yeah. oh fuck man it's like looking into a parallel dimension <laughs> I, can't, I can't do
1: it let's talk about her this was peak i i this, rated her in this
0: i thought she was i thought she was better who came after her? maggie gyllenhaal i did not like maggie gyllenhaal in that role
1: this was peak scientology with with totally. with tom cruise right jumping on oprah's sofa I, I 2005, I don't, absolutely Yeah, I didn't get that vibe from her watching the movie But knowing, like in that back of my head While I was watching it, it wow, made me You just really think.
0: have a thing about Scientology, don't you? When we get big and Colts. famous on like this podcast <laughs> this They're coming to get you, man They're coming to get you
1: I, I, I Look, she kind of just felt like she was in Like a CSI show <laughs> Like it was that level of acting Perfect You know what I mean?
2: It's perfect, yeah Yeah, that's that's exactly what Yeah, but right.
1: she's pretty <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah.
0: i'm not i, I don't know so's a cocker spaniel man like come on <laughs> dude now we know way more about you than we need to <laughs> you were really affected by those that's early cute. disney movies making prince made marion really hot right <laughs> it's it was it was the aristocats that's Brilliant. what did it for me i i don't love Ma- maggie Hall. i'm sorry i can't i can't get behind her yeah, no,
2: I mean, I don't, I don't either. Maggie Gyllenhaal is is, is weak source in, in in a lot of movies, apart from Donnie Darko, but uh, where she's playing opposite her more talented yep. brother, um, not more talented, just differently talented. But mm. well, let's say more talented.
0: Yeah, I was just trying to be. Let's say how it is.
2: Um, the problem with 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 Katie Holmes for me in this picture is that she. I'm very aware that she's. Active. Yes, I don't know if it was this role in particular. She was actually really good in a season of Ray Donovan that I saw her in. She she played like a um the daughter of a, a like a person who owned a football right. team, like a mogul, and she got into some stuff with with Ray Donovan, who's the fixer. And she was great in that, and she was. And I recently rewatched deserving Behavior for another podcast, and, and you know she's quite good in that. But she's playing a you know a preteen or teen um, sort of thing, but just. It's the it's the smirk out the side of her mouth. She doesn't have any range. That's my big big issue. I
0: nearly said that.
2: Whereas everybody else in this movie does.
0: She she has one very specific acting talent and it's acting with one side of her face only. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is really exactly. confusing it's like someone's it with. Something. Look, we're getting very taken away with mm-hmm. K Holmes here. There's a lot of other cast to get to, so very quickly. What did you think of Gary Oldman as pre police
1: commissioner Gordon? Amazing. Favorite part of the movie? Amazing! He's, he's, really?
2: He's, he's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. He's so good. Yeah. I
1: think his yeah. dynamic with Christian Bale is my favorite. It's like, I think the thing they nailed best in this movie, and in the rest of the series, mm. I guess. But this is, like, this is the first time you see it—the origin of it with the stapler. It's just—it's so good. The stapler. is a good there's, scene. Now there, now we're two. Ah, oh, it's great. This is good. His intro
2: okay. where where Flask tries to give me goes, I'm gonna keep giving this to Chad Tigger T's. And he's like, There's nothing wise about what you do, Flask Like that yes. is and then he's like, I'm no rat. That's straight from year yeah. one. Like that's perfect. And he's also a bit of a you know, um uh, uh he's got a bit of moxie about him at the end oh, yeah. where he's like saying to Batman, You might be the problem now. You're you're gonna cause issues that he's like, You're wearing a mask. Like he's that's just that's the
0: that's the hypothetical they all have to live with, right? And I, love, I, like how, I like how he's yeah. written. He's clearly written to be the, exactly that. Like he arcs up when he, he, he's, he's, you know, hinted he might be a rat. Like I love all of that. I think it's really well done. Oh, it's Gary Oldman, baby.
2: Like he's just the best.
1: Let's talk about yeah. Liam Neeson then. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know how you feel about this. Well, look, he's, <laughs> he's taken. <laughs> Why don't you just start? I, know, I can see you're bursting at the seams here. I actually don't mind Liam Neeson in this.
0: It's annoying. It annoys me how much he, I don't mind him in this film.
1: He's great in this. He's pretty good in this. For like, like it's, it's almost a bit Adam Driver. It's like we don't get much backstory, but I still think he's like very engaging. He's very engaging.
0: Yeah. And I think the fact he has limited movement in this makes it really, really <laughs> his speed. He did his yoga.
2: He's doing all sorts of fly kicks and ninja swipes. <laughs> when does he do and a fly kick? Fighting on frozen lakes and stuff. What are you talking about? I don't know. He's flipping around kicking he people, is, yeah. he? In the train sequence.
0: Ah,
1: all over. Anytime he's on screen, basically.
0: He does no spin kicks in this no movie. No spin kicks? I thought I saw a couple. My favorite actual scene in this movie, I think, is the part where Liam Neeson is training, training Bruce to be effectively Batman, be a ninja, mm. and he has to face his fears uh he takes the fear toxin and he is surrounded by ninjas and Liam Neeson's trying to find him and he gets the cut on his sleeve and that's how he tricks Neeson into thinking it's such a good scene
2: yeah that whole that whole first well it's kind of the second act but but where he's he's in the training like the fight on the lake and also immediately after that you know you talk about Liam Neeson not being a great actor he isn't but there's one scene where he's he talks about you know I know the rage that drives you. You know, I had I had a love mm. once, my, my great love. And, you know, the grief, uh, you know, um, the anger strangling the grief until the memory of your loved one is just poisoned in your veins. And then one day you catch yourself wishing the person you loved had never existed. So you'd be spared your pain. Like that's, what a beautiful
0: soliloquy from, for a silly Batman picture.
1: But like, where is that in no one's other movie? <laughs> that, that is like, wow, well, it's so true. Like I find
0: that, it really interesting. Yeah, sorry, I'm cutting you off. I find it really interesting. One thing I was going to ask you specifically, Dale, is that, a lot of Liam Neeson movies, and Riggs, you may know this, uh, one of the key criticisms of Nolan is that his char- there's, there isn't much to his characters. They're effectively fairly one-dimensional, or they just don't have great build to them. Whereas in this, he's got so much history to take from. It's yeah. like, he can't
1: fuck this up. Yeah. No, I, I, I actually... Does anybody else wish that this movie was just like the entire eight years... He was off training to become Batman.
0: Oh yeah, that'd have been cool.
1: Fuck like yes. that would have been the movie yeah. I actually that's yeah. what I realized. I was watching this movie, I was like, why isn't it that? Ooh, let's rewrite that. That's great. Yeah. Let's get chat GPT to rewrite it that way. Cause I mean he basically fuck, don't even get me started. We <laughs> <laughs> start on this AI shit.
2: I'll fucking talk to rewrite, <laughs> mate. Fuck that Dude, shit. I fuck robots. <laughs> I don't even use the automated telling things at the goddamn supermarket. I go through and I say hello to the <laughs> nice lady and she puts the shit in my bag and I go home. Everyone's standing around trying to scan a chicken on Isn't their it, own. Yeah. <laughs> is it
0: ironic that you say fuck robots and that's what pe- most people probably hope will happen by the end of the <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's not get distracted by AI. Uh, let's talk about just a couple of others then. So my actual favorite part of this whole movie is my- Michael Keaton. That's the wrong thing. Michael Caine as he's great, Alfred, yeah. like he has everything in this. Like, and I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's a very history actor, but like he, the thing he brings to this that got me the most was the comedy he brings, like the little subtle jabs at Bruce, like even when they first sit down on the plane together and it's like, uh, and they're having that conversation about leaving him everything. It's, it's, a, you can borrow the rolls if you want, just bring it back with a full tank. Like everything he brings to this, like the emotion, the darkness is, is great.
1: It's very yeah. familial. Like yes. it makes you feel like he, you do feel like their family. He sells it.
0: I like Cockney,
2: Alfred as well. Yeah. And more than like, you know, Michael Goh or, 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 you know, even, even the, the out there voice actor from the animated show. Like I oh, like the, you know, come down here, Alfred. I can see you very well from here.
3: Thank you very much. <laughs> like
2: that kind of like, he's like straight out of a Muppets Christmas carol. It's like he just walked off the set. Fucking oh, fantastic. and he
0: brings, he brings up Britishness with a plum. I bloody,
1: bloody love it.
0: Uh, the only, speaking of Britishness, uh, <laughs> Killian Murphy, he's great in this too. He
1: is creepy, and I remember so this much. was like his creepy era. Wasn't yeah. he on like Red Eye? Didn't he do like a movie Red Eye where he was just this Red Eye life... is a great movie, yeah. And but he's a he's a weirdo in that, isn't he? He like stalks her, and
2: well, yeah, he's sort of he's kind of like a, a an assassin in a, in a right. way, but I forget. But yeah, I forget. But, yeah, it's good but for he, he's got
1: that creepy vibe, and I haven't uh, seen that one. Yeah, another another villain I wish like we kind of got two, or I thought half baked in this. Like I would have like I, I liked I get that you can have two. But I would have liked a fuller backstory for one of them. Who the villains? One of them, yeah. yeah Either okay. Scarecrow or uh, Ra's al Ghul, Which we kind of just get his li- like in a very heartfelt monologue. His entire backstory in like one scene.
0: Well, I wonder mm-hmm. if I wonder yeah. if it was always the plan for Ra's al Ghul to come back for the yeah. final movie and fill out their backstory. I wonder if that was the plan. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I think that there was going to be more Joker.
0: Thought- i thought he was gonna be a smaller part but yeah, yeah. Like, fair um, um i think the thing about the thing, the thing i like about Killian murphy sorry before you jump in there is like i like the mystery about that character he just sort of appears and he is this terrifying That's a good point
1: That's a good yeah
0: point. he's fully formed like you don't you don't need to know anything about him you just know that he is there to scare the shit out of you
1: i'm just kind of like wh- what where did he come from like shadows. You know what I mean? But I, I guess you're right. You, you adding any more kind of takes away some of the mystique. Yeah. Uh, You've convinced me. Fuck that didn't take long. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um I think he's I think he's great. He, he's his um his American accent is really forced mm. and his his diction is really intense. True. Like, you know there's a, the, the line where he's like you know there's nothing um convenient <laughs> about his symptoms. like just he's hitting some of those vows really hard and i fucking love i it. really great. like i'm that part so excited for oppenheimer man he's he's deserved this opportunity to be a star in in to be a star in in, in an old picture for a i'm time. surprised he
0: hasn't had it. i mean he is like like we say a long-term collaborator i'm surprised he hasn't been the lead um like in inception he was he's like fifth lead like he was so far down the packing order but he was so good in that
2: he's really great it's sunshine i rewatched watched oh, recently he's we talked great. About 28 that. days later he's yes. really good in yeah just exceptional exceptional hold on hold on you guys
1: are stuff. sleeping on you're sleeping on Floss. what a performance by lieutenant floss
2: oh yeah um what's his name floss i can't remember his name
1: <laughs> Floffle stand vendor Fl- Fl- no, floss. Fluffle i have kids to feed floss what yeah. they don't like fluffle are you kidding it's flass me? floss for flass. Hunters, not floss.
2: <laughs> floss is the things for dental hygiene. <laughs> Whatever.
1: He's he's lower <laughs> than floss. You get my point. He's you guys. You guys are sleeping What's the on
0: him. His name. I, I, he's a really good actor. I, I can't remember his name. He's definitely that guy. I've seen him. Like you know how they do on the Ringer, the Ringer podcasts. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. And I just cannot remember where I know him from. He is a that guy. I'm he, on it. Oh, we're gonna see who gets there first. Mark Boone Junior. Great, yeah, good stage name,
2: Mark Boone. Fun to say. Apparently, he's lovely too. A, f- a friend of mine worked on a, on a picture with him that he was shooting here some years ago, and and um, said he was he was just sweet. Stole all the falafel man's money. He did. He punched him in. The, in <laughs> he the punched neck. him in the nuts. <laughs> As he, he punched him in the nuts and took took all his... <laughs> but he's chickens. lovely.
0: Aside from that.
2: But he's a really nice yeah. person.
0: It's a classic. Um, speaking of the pacing, it's a classic non-linear Nolan narrative in this movie, which i at least for the first as you say two maybe three acts kind of weaves in his backstory quite nicely and I, like i thought that wouldn't work for me but then as soon as i was watching it and i clicked back into remembering how the film goes i was like oh yeah this is this is great
2: yeah it, it's it's up until the 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 end of the second act which is you can pinpoint exactly to a moment where he climbs into the cave and is surrounded by the bats and the journey theme that, mm. that um, Hans Zimmer and Thomas yeah, we'll Newton Howard that. wrote all of a sudden becomes the hero theme. That's, that's your moment. And that's when we, we no longer keep flitting back
0: and forth. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a moment. Cause I think, well, obviously Hans Zimmer, what a legend, but like, this is peak Zimmer for me. Absolute peak. Joe, what do you think? I, I, no yeah. one's couldn't help himself with that non-lin- non-linear jumping backs and forwards.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> is there a movie that doesn't in some way dilate time? Absolutely not. No. He made a World War II movie where <laughs> you know we so know it we it. literally know everything that happens at the Battle of Dunkirk. <laughs> and yet he still confused me. Oh, no, I, I think it's cool. I think the the way he does that, for the most part, I vibe with. I think Tenet was one of the few where I didn't, and even that one I appreciate the what I imagine is a very, very hard task of making everything happen backwards.
0: Let's let's not dive into yeah. Tenet too much. No, I we can talk about yeah. it all the time. But I do think if I could just have understood what they were saying, it would have been a good... I'd have liked the movie. I would have been fine with it.
1: Like, it was good. No? You know how I feel. <laughs> I'm
0: going to let this little couple's tiff play out and not, yeah. not, not engage. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, well, let's talk a bit about the cinematography and world building then because this is a very different Batman... the Gotham, sorry, to what we saw just a few years before. So... I think Batman and Robin came out in 1997, maybe I, 998. I was close, and that was very much carrying on that t- uh, Tim Burton
1: Gothic Gotham <laughs> City. Um, what are you laughing at? Because I thought you said tit, and it was because of uh, good old George Clooney's nipples <laughs> on the batsuit, and I thought you had a Freudian moment. That's all. I,
0: George Clooney's nipples are third on that <laughs> <looking> Poster. <laughs> My God, they actually got a higher billing than Alicia Silverstone and more money. Uh, got more money mm. damn! you beat me <laughs> 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 she did you hear didn't that? have
2: bat nipples on her suit because that changes the rating almost exactly immediately. Yeah. did you
0: hear the stories about that she got fat shamed in that movie so like all the 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 yeah. very yeah. early internet were like yeah and she like she looks phenomenal in that film like i'm sorry like yeah, I, and bad. i know it was the time of where everyone was trying to be Naomi campbell everyone was trying to look like a stick but like Who's fat shaming her, really? Pigs. Yeah. I mean, this is like pre-Twitter pre, pre Twitter as well. So. Absolutely. All those people get cancelled immediately oh, these ba-
1: days. Back in the simple times. <laughs> when, when you answered the phone and the internet went out.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we all used to ride penny farthings everywhere and shit.
0: I still do. I'm a hipster. But let's talk a little bit about Gotham then. You were, uh, we were trying to get into it. It's moved away from the gothicness. Like, I feel like this is your field Riggs. Well,
2: yeah. I, I, thank you uh that i appreciate that it does um it, it stopped being as kind of uh gaudy and over the top like you know that was that was a, a, a um joel schumacher trait he liked things big yeah. he liked things colorful like things shiny this is supposed to be more real world i mean a, a lot of it is done on a sound stage especially the, the the whole third act in the narrows mm. but you know these locations are real locations um that ice the fight on the, the frozen yeah. lake they shot that in real time the cinematographer Wally Pfister, the most unfortunately named dude in Hollywood, <laughs> if you ask me, um, was sliding around on a on a on a skiff thing, like on a little sled thing, getting like with a with a handheld camera, getting shots like a, a film camera too, not a yeah, digital wow. camera, an actual film with camera with film in it. Um, just just remarkable, like such a beautiful texture and tone, and it also it benefits from. Seeing these movies as a triptych because the first one is is very amber palleted. Um it's very warm. The the middle of the trilogy, the Dark Knight, is moves into cooler colors, yeah. blue in particular. And by the time you get to the Dark Knight Rises, it's almost black and white. You've got the snow, you've got set against mostly white skies. Mm. Um, it really does have a, a a desaturation as as Batman's journey comes to a close, and and the 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 dedication to allowing things to be dark for letting Absolutely. texture and and real blackness be in the frame um yeah you just don't get that anymore nolan's one of the only guys still doing it
0: well we talked about we talked a little bit about um annihilation last week and there's some real tarantino moments in that so for example the the part where they find the croc shark and mo and most of the screen is actually dark because you the the shot's really interestingly done. It's shot as if from within the croc shark. That's a really weird thing to say out loud. Uh, and the mouth has been held open mm. from the outside. And all you're seeing is the silhouette of the crocodile's mouth shark um, <laughs> looking out at Natalie Portman. And it's, it's, it's that kind of use of dark space that I think Nolan uses, you know, incredibly well.
2: Yeah. He, his compositions um, are... Yet they're practical. They 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 have a, a tactician's mentality where they they you know pinpoint what is the objective of the shot in terms of the story. Totally. But they're also, you know, beauty is the wrong word to use. But they are um, in terms of compositions. You look at them and, it, and it's 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 pleasing to the eye.
0: I, and being a resident, he's uh, not just
2: slapdash doing things.
0: Is my point. Yeah, and being isn't. a resident American, DL, this is very much for me moving from you know the Gotham of the Tim Burton stuff where it's all big and f- clearly fake to just being New York can you can you see to just <laughs> can
1: you see that in this <laughs> i don't was it filmed in new york i thought the first one was filmed in chicago and the second I one was filmed in new york it was in chicago yeah i think so yeah. Which, but
0: i think it's a it, it's supposed to be new york by the look of it and the feel of it i feel
1: I, I think that Chicago has very Gotham vibes. Some, yeah. If you've ever been to Chicago, it's got some really cool architecture. Because cool. basically, the Chicago little history lesson: Chicago Fire burned down the entire city, and they just paid a. It was like peak, uh, what architecture? Like there was Gothic. a lot of there was a lot of advances in architecture at the time that the mm. city burned down. So they brought these people all in from all over the world wow. to go, kind of put their stamp on the city. So I, I actually when I watched this movie, having a lot of family from Chicago really vibed the the, cool. the Gotham of of Batman begins it felt real and you know everybody's heard about south side chicago which is basically the narrows so <laughs> but well, worse <laughs>
0: I think in terms of the world building, though, I think it works. that that city specifically and how it's how it's portrayed works really well for this. There was one bit that I was a bit like that doesn't look anything like America. That's clearly a countryside in England. So at the end of the end of the movie, when uh, Bruce burns his house down, well, sorry, the, uh, the League of Shadows burn Bruce's mm. house down and they're up. And it, it's the scene where Michael, Caine, Michael Caine's like, do you want to fix all of it the way it was, sir? And, he, and they you know they talk about refixing the, yeah. the, the South Wing or whatever it is. If you look at that shot, it is just like a British field. It's not it's definitely there's no chance that's in America. That's one hundred percent where Chris Nolan grew up in Wales and he's gone, Oh yeah, we'll just use that field. Yeah,
1: probably. <laughs> also, why did the house explode? Great question. It's just exploding Great everywhere. Question. It's a brick house Asbestos. it's stone.
2: Well, yeah, bats are combustible. I don't know if you know that, but
1: it's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, I was like, this is like a Die Hard movie. They run into the elevator. It's
0: like... use <laughs> <laughs> it like a little bit of like turps on the floor and a bit of petrol. It's like, yeah. nah, gasoline. not blow the house up for sure. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. That was a little fantastical, wasn't it? I think speaking of world building, though, it's quite hard to get past his suit creation. because so I feel like that is almost part of the world for this Batman. For and sure. I, I really liked the tactical way it's done and that they used a lot of the Wayne Enterprises tech as well cuz something almost that i'd never seen that like you, like i'd always just seen him mean like going back to what came before it, like the bat suit was just there he just had it he just sort of like fell into it whereas this he's like he's got the the armored plating and it was for soldiers but it cost too much to put into like the li- the line of fire i find that fascinating and really interesting that they he had s- so much imagination to go that deep into you know that one part of his mythos, the suit. They basically said, you know,
2: what's what you know when in doing research, what is going to happen in these industries in the next ten yeah. years? What is what is microfiber going to look like? What is tactical yeah. going to look like? You know, it, it was really practical, and it also it kind of resets itself in the, in the sequel where the guys like you know didn't you notice it was your baby out there pancaking cars on the 7 o'clock news or yeah. whatever? It's so like the first time the Tumblr comes out with a couple of people at home from Wayne Enterprise going, hey, didn't we, um, <laughs> didn't we build that? Didn't we build that <laughs> shit? That's, that's our fucking... They painted it black, but that's our shit, isn't it? You know, like, that's that always messed with my head. Like, why doesn't anyone know it? My favourite bit stuff? is,
0: like, it's that classic of, like, oh, they painted it black, so it's a different thing. No one no one realises it. It's, it's like a, yeah. Superman with his glasses. Glasses off. Oh, you're a different person. <laughs> Your precious armory. People omory. in the DC universe are dumb. <laughs> that's uh, that's from that uh, Batman sketch you yeah, guys. Your bit
1: precious wa- armory gratefully accepted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we
0: will need it. Hey, let's not get too deep in debate. We've uh, got that, we you've got that to come.
1: Man. But the point being, though, that is that not a part of the comics. Oh, do we have anybody that actually read the comics on this podcast currently?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I didn't, I haven't read every since of course, of course. In the forties so. since nineteen thirty nine, yeah. but but yeah, I mean, like, there's never, there's always an explanation, you know, whenever they that he has something, but the suit and all that shit just was, you know, came out of thin air when when the mm. first comics came out, the, the bill thing, yeah, because it
1: it does feel like that would be a natural place for the plot to go because it almost it also implicates like him and his family in war create like a Tony Stark kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it
2: had I, that vibe. Yeah, very much in the, in the first story though, you don't know Bruce Wayne and Batman are the same person till the very end of the book. Oh, wow. Like if you were if you were if you pulled that off the rack in the thirties, you wouldn't know right. that until the, the, the last. That's interesting. Page. My favorite. No. So I kind
0: have... Iron Man. My favorite thing about Iron Man was there's a whole section of the comics where, so like you know in the movie he says just I am Iron Man at the end of it. There's a whole section of the comics where he does keep a secret identity and he pretends this is bodyguard for like absolutely ages, yeah. and it's so random.
1: It's <laughs> absolutely nonsense. Douche. Yeah, just puts the target on the Yeah, this random Totally, guy. totally.
0: Well, let's talk a bit about <laughs> action then, because like there are a good few action scenes in this. And one thing I, DL knows about me well is that I like very intimate action. That sounds a really weird thing to say out loud on a podcast, but mm-hmm. like, hand jobs. yeah, <laughs> 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 wow, hand jobs with prolonged eye contact, <laughs> correct? Close. Aggr- aggressive eye contact. <laughs> like, I like to say. Um, <laughs> I actually, th- I actually Ooh, think okay. my favorite fight scenes are like the ones early. We mentioned the Ducard on ice fight, fighting with Liam Neeson that. That it's a, it's an action scene, but it's a very subtle, uh, very, like it's almost a mature action scene for a comic book movie.
2: Definitely. It had, uh, there's a real geography to it. Um, it has, uh, like a balletic, you know, um, Mm. structure. Um, and it's also, it was executed only over a few hours. Like they shot on that lake and then a few hours later, that lake was no longer there. Oh wow. Oh wow. Um, yeah, it's, it was like, You know, there's a real urgency to it because of that. And I think it it does set up like, oh, this is going to be something. And then as soon as he gets in the costume, I understand Nolan's idea of, you know, we need to have the audience feel like what it would feel like being attacked by Batman, which it it would be a melee of, of just, you know, elbows and fists. And, you know, you couldn't see much. All it would be would be, you know, franticness and that cutting and that closeness, those really long lenses um, it, it does. It does suffer. You can't get that geography, you know, that you kind of need.
0: And I think that works really well in a similar vein for like the scene with the shipping containers, where you know it's almost, yeah. it, it's almost like he's using all of his ninja skills, but it's exactly that when he does drop down into the middle of six guys and he fights them all off. It's fascinating and phenomenal.
1: That is a criticism some people give, right? Like they say that like the action you can't really see it, yada yada. But I I, I agree with uh nolan's take that like you want to i loved the fact that i didn't really see everything i thought it actually yeah um the vibe it gave was like oh man like i wouldn't want to fight this guy yeah enhances it i quite liked it yeah it's a bit like uh
0: if we talk you talk about the
1: pattinson movie before
0: like the first the, the very first fight scene where he just walks up to all those guys with skulls painted on their face and kicks the crap out of them it's like it takes all the mystery away it's like, yeah, right. He's a dude. We know we know he he can deflect a bullet, great. But like, we know what he can do. Whereas with this, it's like, it, it is almost like quick cuts the way Liam ne- Neeson movie would to make it look like he's actually doing stuff. But actually, Christian Bale can do it.
2: They also developed a, wouldn't develop, but they used a style of fighting that hadn't been used on screen before. It's called Casey right. fighting style, right. and it's and it's all close quarters. Elbows and, and fists and headbutts and things like that. You know, at the be- yeah, very yeah. beginning, how the guy's like, you know, and I am the devil, and then he headbutts him, but he kind of whips him in the head with his own yeah. head. Like, it's it's really weird. And that's what it is. It's about this sort of close mm. quarters, you know, like
0: boxing, but with the the no rules kind of He whips of his is. head back and forth, some would say. Uh, I think the action, he does. Uh, the climax of the action is probably the worst part for me. So, like, the final, this is all spoilers, by the way, it doesn't matter. Um, the bit where they're chasing the train down and everything's going crazy throughout Gotham. And I'm a bit like, it, for, for one, the biggest plot hole is within this part of the movie. I'm going to save it till we finish. But I didn't, it, I, I, I did like that it came down to just, you know, Descartes and Batman on the train together. But it just felt a bit like out of place considering it had all been
1: so personal up to that point. I enjoy. It. I I didn't mind it. It was. Qu- it wasn't like this prolonged sure, climax. Sure. It was pretty quick. Yeah, that's. Funny. You know what I mean. Uh, every movie thinks it needs this like thirty like minute fight, uh, and like I, I I quite enjoyed it. So, but you know they teach their own. Like I, I get it. There, there, a lot of people don't like that line. Like I, I don't have to. I don't have to save you. Yeah. I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you, or whatever it yeah. is. And, and I, I, actually, I like that line too. There's a lot of lines in this movie on rewatch though that I did not like. Right, like that what? were very cheesy. And you, you just mentioned one. What was it? Uh, where he's like, oh, "I'm the devil." He's like, you're a practice." I was like, "Come on, dude!" Yeah. Like, <laughs> this, this feels way more '80s than I remember it. The last time I watched, like, yeah, it just absolutely. was. There's a lot
2: of that. The creme de la creme is fucking, I'm Batman. And then he looks at Ray Sabajov, a fantastic, fantastic, you know, actor, looks at him and goes, nice coat. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Dude, I have, He's I gray, have, a, by the way. I have
1: three bullet points where I'm just like, Batman's kind of a troll in this. And that was one of them. The other one is like, where are you? Here. Like, oh, I love that yeah. scene and then he just says excuse me as he's blowing up walls through the prison. I'm like what are you just like a what like a, a zinger guy now
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump ahead here that's in there where he just blew up the, the hole in the cell of the prison yeah. those prisoners are just leaving right they're just gonna walk out. <laughs> He's just allowed two prisoners to walk free. It's, it's a great point.
1: I mean, but like there were bigger things at stake. Yeah, I get that. The like, entire Ra- water Rachel supply. Rachel was dying. No, the water supply of Gotham as well.
0: Yeah, well, well, why don't we then put a bit of context around what we're talking about? So like the, the, the whole kind of journey of the movie is leading up to effectively the League of Shadows who Bale thought he'd killed at the beginning coming back. And their big plan is to restore, raise Gotham to the ground and restore it from scratch, right?
2: They, they've done this in time in memoriam. They've gone back and forth through history. Not back and forth, that's time travel. <laughs> <but> throughout <laughs> history, they've, they've, you know, they sacked Rome. They, they put plague, uh, plague rats on ships, burned yeah. London to the ground. Probably had something to do with the Chicago fire as well, let's face yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I think so, uh, at this yeah. point, you
1: know, their track record is strong. Mm. Yeah, every time down, a
2: civilization yeah. reaches the height of its decadence, they return to restore the balance. And, he, and I think that's he, a he mentions the Mayans
0: at one point too, and I was like, that's "Covid, ballsy,
1: what else?" Covid,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a league of shadows.
1: <laughs> so, can I just... How do we feel that's about that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, was a, that they, was a slam dunk. I haven't heard that joke it. in a little while. That really worked for me.
1: How do we feel about that though? Like the that like we're behind everything. I'm of two minds. I'm like, okay, that's great. But then he like tied it back to, oh yeah. And we already tried to take Gotham out by economically. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. just stop. You don't have to be behind everything. I don't I know. Like maybe I like the idea of, fit, a, yeah. of
2: a, 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 you know, Ra's al Ghul as, as a, a character is fucking fantastic. Like, yes. He's such a great character in the comics as well. He, he's, yeah. he always refers to Batman as um, detective in, in, in the books. Like he calls him detective.
1: Like buddy. Um, just Yeah. as opposed to pal or whatever. He used like, to call detective. you I name. <laughs> And that's no, pretty good.
2: I just like his, you know, his whole ethos. His whole idea is it's you know not too far removed from Thanos, but without the yeah. sort of megalomaniacal thing. He really is. It really is almost altruistic. He, he believes that, that you know c- keeping things on an even keel will make will ensure humanity's survival. Um, and 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 I like that as a as a motivation as opposed to I just want riches and guns and stuff.
1: Mm. No, for sure. I, I do too. It reminded me of kind of, this is kind of lame and not at all film or or uh, comic books, but Ray DiLotto Di wrote a book on like basically how civilizations rise and fall. Sure. Uh, he's a big, he's a big finance guy. And to me, if you like lean into that, where it's like, we are, we basically are the, the shadow behind the scenes that kind of, manipulate debt markets and i I like that i thought i thought that was like actually believable i mean it's it's interestingly
0: playing into a lot of conspiracy theories that we get these days about everything right like there's that apparently that family who runs run the america yeah in the background and i mean there's like lizard people like it's playing into all of those conspiracy (laughs) theories that people love and like to talk about in 2005 apparently he was ahead of the curve
1: anyway lizard folk <laughs> all right let's just talk. through that bit. in dude of course
0: yeah let's talk about <laughs> cgi then like it's it's classic again nolan like minimal use of cgi where possible i love the sets he does Reeves you talked about it a moment ago like the fact that he used so many real sets i mean it's it's just in such stark contrast to what we see now tony stark contrast to like bunch of the marvel stuff like you look at all that now especially stuff like ant-man jesus that looked horrible
2: yeah it's all, it's all overlit. at everything's, you know, uh, 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 I don't know how people can watch things in high frame rate with not think it's a video game, but w- particularly this film, I think Nolan's still using set extensions. He's using yeah. matte painting work. Like that, that castle on the mountain is just a map painting of, or, or it's an extension from a model. The entire back half of that film, the train sequence and stuff mm. like that, mm. when that train drops down into that you know car park that's a mm-hmm. miniature that's like the last miniature work wow. you'll ever see and yeah. and in 4k i'm gonna tell you this much it doesn't hold up but uh, it's 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 a little <laughs> obvious but it looks like the start of you know Terminator 2 it's all those little yeah. tiny tiny skulls i but love miniature
1: yeah, I mean, work in anything put it in anything some, for some reason i don't so mind good. it either it doesn't take no anything. of it
0: neither i love it yeah I, even I, though the i know it's craftsman the craftsman's Absolutely. All right then. Cross well me. you mentioned about music before then, Reeks. Do you want to talk about mm. the music in this before we move on?
2: Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> <sky>. Yeah. Wong. <laughs> Actually, I just watched the trailer for um the new trailer for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Part oh yeah, one. yeah, looks good. And there's some Buangs in that. They're bwonging mm. all over the place, mate. I, I joked when we the dude. inception,
0: uh the inception one for our hundredth uh, anniversary. That hundredth anniversary? hundredth episode. That Hans Zimmer ruined cinema for like ten years for me because every film had to have a one
2: trailers at the very least. That was a good episode, by the way. Um, Thank you. I Thank it. you. I love I love Inception. But um, yeah, I mean he he has been doing interesting things, you know, sonically for a really long time. Um, and and the one that I always I mean this is one of my favorite scores of his. I think yeah. my favorite is is probably Interstellar. But um, yeah, his his, his good score movie. for um man of steel there's a behind the scenes video where he got together like 12 of the best drummers in the world there's like danny carey and Sheila e and all these people and he's like he, so this is the groove but he talks like he i can't do it as a german whatever he do you know we're he's gonna called be Hans, doing of course drums. he speaks like that yeah of course and he's welcome uh, to the
0: party pal <laughs>
2: <laughs> no he wasn't trying to get bearer bonds off anyway. um he's he's trying to talk to these drummers and, and he's sitting in a circle And he's like okay so this is the basic groove and we're all going to play the basic groove and then we're just going to kind of start getting you know a little familiar and all everybody's personalities are going to start coming out as as musicians like that to me is incredibly interesting and the fact that he used like razor blades to play violins for the joker theme um mm, uh, wow uh, for dark knight like yeah, an exceptional. Getting ahead of it here, Rigs. Um, we'll
0: do. We're doing that soon. Don't don't get too come far back, ahead we'll come of
2: back. it. But just as as a as a musician, he's he's doing things that other
0: people aren't doing. Absolutely, I and, and this score literally speaks speaks volumes to me because my only real knowledge of music or having a theme or something like that attached to a movie was actually the Michael Keaton Batman film, and I was like, that's the only one that ever resonated with me. I was like, this is this is what music for a film should sound like. This one really changed that for me.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like I said before, the, the, that sort of Ding, doing, 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 that, just those two simple chords as a rising, you know, journey theme, and then when that hits and becomes the hero theme, and then at the end becomes the triumph theme. Like to have the DNA stretch over the whole film.
0: Doing, 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 we,
2: yeah, well, that's my. Did, 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 My wife always tells me that I do that. She's like, "You don't sound anything like the fucking song." <laughs> and now I'm going to hear myself on a podcast do it. So she's probably right. Sorry, yeah. babe.
1: No, no, I think I agree. The, the culmination of it, it's like tied into the emotionality of like Bruce Wayne and his Great journey. word, emotionality. Is it, a, is it a real word? I don't <laughs> <No> know. <laughs> no, we'll find it out. It sounds no, made I don't up. I think so. But, but he, I, I really like, I've seen him live. He's just awesome. Well, I'll just, really? I'll just go on and on. Yeah.
0: Where do you see him live?
1: I saw him live at Coachella and I saw him in Sydney.
0: He doesn't feel like a Coachella. Coachella. Yeah. Motherfucker
1: played at Coachella. That's awesome. A while back. Was it yeah. him
0: then Kanye or what
2: the fuck
1: happened? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I don't know. They, they play, a Kanye's but, terrible life. But he played. Ah, he, played. No, he didn't. Yeah. I two, just imagine
0: in his lifetime for that and and Dune. I just imagine that he. I just imagine like imagine he's completely different. He goes and plays Coachella and he's like a hardcore techno DJ. No, he goes to <laughs>
1: dude. No, he goes to Bonobo. <laughs> of course like... he does.
0: Bonobo. What's yeah,
2: his name? Um, you, you were just talking about uh, Batman 89. Danny Elfman was in Elfman. Um, Oingo Boingo, and they have played Coachella plenty of times. <laughs> Shut
1: up. Oh was God. he?
2: Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Look, let's talk about the Pinnacleist movie then. The movie ends, effectively, with a chase through Gotham with Batman on a train, chasing Dukat, who we find out is Raz al Ghul. Raz race will never get it right. And he effectively, the plan is they've stolen this water vaporizer from Wayne Industries. Now, this is the moment I start to pick up some little plot holes in the film. So they've been putting poison in the water supply for months, right? They've been poisoning the water supply so they can use this vaporizer to turn everyone crazy and incite all of their worst fears. Now, does this imply that no one's boiled a kettle? No one's had a hot shower. No one's made pasta in the last few months. Because I'm telling you, I do all those things pretty much every day. And if it was fear toxin in there, I would be pretty screwed. (laughs) So
2: what you're saying is that, that if you heat this water, it evaporates. That's what happens the with water. Yes, like there would be a portion of it that would become vapor. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean one one thing is, don't eat pasta every day, mate. You'll get constipated. <laughs> yeah, just like I know you got a carb load for some shit, but let's be serious. Forty year old speaking uh, over
0: here, of course.
1: Uh, I mean, I take a hot shower. That'd be a f- that'd be a freaky Stay. shower. Yeah. Steve, no. right so, right I never
2: there. thought of it. I mean, why does so, it like, evaporate the, the water in people's bodies?
1: Well exactly. That's
0: another thing as well. I'm like you're 80% water or more. But, but
1: aren't we sure are we sure they've been putting it in for weeks or just the last couple of days? Well the
0: point is they've been doing it for a long time because they they even Gordon says like they've been doing it for ages. They can't put a total on how long they've been doing it for. Mm. And to if you think to saturate a water supply
2: he says well you know you got to shut down the shut down the mains and he's like you don't understand they've been at this for weeks. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, so. Yep, well where are the drugs going? Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh, swear to me, Do you that's
2: want to give my... the MVP of this movie, though, is the dude. At, is like he's he's um, a plot contrivance. I think that's his actual name in IMDb. He's <laughs> the one up. who's at the water and power, and he's like, if that train gets here, yeah. it's gonna yeah. blow.
0: Like can, my favorite, like my favorite times. thing about that is, and I think this every time I see the movie, he says the same things that. Other characters say just two minutes later, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
2: It's like we keep needing to be reminded of it, like, what the fuck? yeah,
0: it's like we, we get it, dude. Like, you know, he's like, it's gonna blow, and he's like, got that old man voice as well. I'm like, dude, chill.
2: He does, he does, yeah. Also, by the way, Denny O'Neill, who created the character of, of, of um, Raz, actually says it's Raish.
0: Ah, there you go. Good to know. Well, look, what we do now is we like to talk a little bit about the tones and themes of the movie. We've kind of touched on a little bit, but I'd love to know DL more about the tones and themes you saw in this movie that resonated with you.
1: Yeah, there's. I mean, this is there's the the obviously overcoming your fears. Of course, it's a big one. Um, But I think one of the cooler ones for me. Is like the idea of justice as an absolute or subjective concept. Interesting, you know, when you look at like Bruce Wayne's interpretation of justice and how he creates it and finds it. He's and either finds a
0: one or a zero,
1: that guy. And well, I, I would argue his is more subjective than, say, Raziel Gools, which is a very, very absolute sure. justice. Um, so I really liked that theme, and then maybe like the duality of identity and maybe symbols. And they're important to creating legacy. Like no one plays a lot with that, I think. Yes. And all three all three of those are my favorites.
2: Riggs. Um I think probably the strongest for me is that that, that grief, while being, you know, in, an important totem um to hold on as as a, a symbol of your everlasting love for someone, um, you know, can't be the thing that cripples you. Like it, he, he overcomes the grief. he, mm. he doesn't end up taking the path of the League of Shadows, which is the path of assassins and murderers and what what um, Raz says to him about it being, you know, the grief, um, uh, uh, just like, you know, strangling you. Uh, he, he overcomes that and decides to, to use it as a... As a he, he stands up for, you know, the people who were his parents, the people who mm-hmm. couldn't protect themselves. It's like that line where he's like, the man had a gun. And Raz said, "Would that st- would that have stopped you? You know, like that that kind of idea of how far would you go? And and he is willing to go as, as, as far as needs. So yeah, grief being a a a something that you overcome and become a better person because because of it
0: doesn't cripple you." Couldn't have said it better myself. You both nailed tones and themes. We don't need to say anymore. Uh, <laughs> what, we, what we usually do is now we say three best and three worst, which is three reasons why you might want to watch the movie and three reasons why you might not. Sure. But as there are three of us, I thought maybe we could each supply a best each and a worst each. DL, what's I'm your
1: right. first and only this time best? <laughs> I would have to say the Gordon plus Batman uh, Cadence and Dynamic. Mm. And and really just both those actors are are studs. Cadence. You can tell you work in tech. Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) It's fair. Riggs, what's your best
0: for the movie?
2: My best? Well, as, as a recommendation, it's Nolan Begins um you know this is this is this is where we we start start to see his style kind of creeping out and the movies he did in between them honed that style until all of a sudden motherfucking tenant yes
0: (laughs) your favorite so i actually said for my best i put the one brief scene of interplay between michael cain and morgan freeman and it is that we talked about it right at the beginning i think where uh batman's bruce wayne's been poisoned and they've they, there's just a moment where Morgan Freeman leaves <laughs> and Michael Caine just goes, Lucius? And you know there's a history there. And I'm like, I want to see that film. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah, man. Fox and and at and, least well, Mulder. <laughs> and, 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 it's uh, the
0: X-Files, the new version.
2: <laughs> hey, man, I would watch a version of that where it was Michael Caine and they could even play Mulder and Scully. I don't give oh, a shit. Oh,
0: my God. That'd be great. It's oh, That's amazing. Gender-switched uh scully for one of them
1: all right what are your worst dl you could start i i just think they're they kind of yada yada over bruce just becoming a ninja like it happens like i want that i wish this whole movie was about that i already talked about that but it kind of just feels like he comes like literally he comes home from college he's just been kicked out he was in princeton he gets a lecture from alfred
0: seven years
1: but but hear me out he he gets a lecture from alfred He goes. He's really pissed. Wants to kill the guy that killed his parents. Doesn't get it. Has one talk with the crime boss. Looks out into the night sky, and then just suddenly sprints towards a Chinese cargo ship. It's just <laughs> like what? <laughs> like that that happened all too fast for me. That's how you
0: become a ninja. Did you not know that? That's how it happens.
1: Yeah, and then and then we see like you know the the everything else, and uh, we've already we, we know what happens, and he comes back, and Alfred just like acts like nothing happened <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> the uh,
2: his what does he say he's like "Oh, you look very fashionable part for the mud." <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it's like that
0: what dude <laughs> seven years <laughs> and they'd already written him off as dead as well so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. that's it, another it, one. it was
1: just a bit clunky for me yeah, that part okay. and i kind of wish that it was just a whole movie about how he became batman sure. you know and, and i for don't know sure. yeah reeks what's your worst
2: yeah, well, I mean, do, do you get an audience going to see a movie where Batman doesn't end up in the costume? Because it takes a full hour before he well, does that
0: the, this Wasn't picture. that the, uh, um, the Gotham TV show? Wasn't that the whole thing was him yeah. not in it at the very end, after like 12 seasons? How you can make a movie that's entirely, a TV show
2: that's entirely second act is amazing. Crazy. Yeah. That show was absolutely crazy. Um, for the, and awful. Yeah, it wasn't great. For, for me, for this picture, though, my worst is um, is uh, is Joey. Uh, from Dawson's Creek. No. Um it's it's not really. He Batman just talks too much. He he's, okay. he's too, c- communicates, you know, he, he should be a fucking ninja and silent. <laughs> like, just get about and do the shit. Stop telling everybody, you know, the city's going to tear itself apart from mass panic. Like we get you it. You
0: know why that was Riggs and it's my worst, which is he learned from the absolute master of talking way too much in scenes that he shouldn't be speaking in, which is Liam Neeson it's come full circle that's the reason
2: (laughs) can't blame the liam neeson's god damn it
0: oh dear well all right then what we do now is we like to rate this movie but we obviously do not have a rating system we don't say five stars we don't say three bat symbols out of five bat symbols we don't say anything percentage wise what we do is we like to say is this movie better or worse the most average movie we could think of which Reeks knows is Aquaman 2018. And Riggs, firstly, do you agree with that being the most average movie that it we can think of?
2: So, <laughs> it is so middle tier. Yeah. <laughs> it's it is, like, level. it is just right, like middle road all the way. All yeah, the absolutely. way. It's perfect, perfect rating system. So why
0: do you think this is better than Aquaman and why? <laughs> um, well, there's no fish people in that's, it start. very That's
2: started. very true. Um, got a real problem with fish people. No. Uh I, I it's just a better executed picture. It's a better script. Um it understands what it's doing more even though, you know, Aquaman did sort of was kind of had a with a little tongue in cheek action going on which I appreciated, but yeah, Batman is is a it's a prestige yeah, absolutely. superhero picture that you you don't get these anymore. We have talked they're about they're the prestige just, they, already. They don't, don't don't bring that
0: film up. It's a good film. <laughs> <laughs> Not The Prestige, <laughs> which is also a good picture. Yeah. DL then. Is this better or worse than Aquaman 2018?
1: This is, of course, better than Aquaman 2018, and only because there are no octopuses playing <laughs> the banjo or bang <laughs> banging on A banjo, not banjo, banging on uh, <laughs> what do we call them? The drums, the, the, the bongo, bongos. There's no bongo octopus. So. Well,
0: if he was banging on the banjo, I'd be really. It was worried. actually Hans Zimmer. <laughs> the <banjo. laughs> exactly.
1: They we substituted Hans Zimmer for the octopus. Bongo guy. Was he underwater? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, of course it is. It's a fantastic movie, and I don't yeah. really like this film. All right, then. So we'll just quickly rate then the Chris Nolan movies, the seven we've talked about, uh, and I know you have yours ready to go, Regs. Okay. DL's obviously forgotten. So we've talked so far about net. We've talked about Interstellar. We've talked about the Prestige. We've talked about Dunkirk. We've talked about Batman Begins. Obviously, Memento and Inception. What's your ranking for them, DL?
1: Uh, for me, it's gotta be Inception, number one. Numero uno. From there, it gets interesting. The wild West. Yeah, with Batman Begins. Look, I think I still have to pick the Prestige. Yeah. Of okay. Two, and then it's probably a toss up between Batman Begins and Memento. I'd probably go Batman Begins, Memento, and I. This, I feel bad saying that because I think Memento is a, probably a more Hard film to make, mm. but uh, yeah, then it goes the interstellar, budget. yeah, yeah, okay, all right, all right. So, tenants at the bottom, Interstellar's at five. How did
0: I guess that was going,
1: uh, Riggs?
2: Uh, well, yeah, um, number one's Inception because all the reasons that DL likes it for that they're all the reasons. It'd be a so good go and listen film, to I hear. because it's, it's 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 wonderful, yeah. Just everybody go back and listen to that episode, and you'll all those reasons. And it's the so 100th baby. I'm a big interstellar apologist, are on, you? Um, I love it, man. I, I think it's. I think it's great. And um, I don't know if you know this guys. I, don't, I
0: actually really like Interstellar.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really well executed. It's it's an original, um, high concept sci-fi picture, um, like Annihilation. <laughs> and uh, and it's. Um, I don't know if you know this guys, but the fourth dimension is love.
3: <laughs>
1: that's so, why I, That's why I can't. That's, that's, I just can't. That's,
2: that's my whole shit. I just can't. Um, yeah. Then, uh, then the prestige um, just uh, you know incredibly original piece as well. I know that it was based on uh, you know some some stuff that uh, Jonathan Nolan wrote but a short story I believe but really well executed um, doesn't play its hand even though it probably should. Um, I, I really like Tenant. yeah um, I think it's I think it's uh, it, it's doing exactly what it wanted to do without making apologies for itself. It, it, yeah it is confusing and catch up. <laughs> um, and I like, I like movies that, that, that challenge me. Um, and then it's begins, see the previous 90 minutes. Um, and then, uh, Memento, uh, uh, really great, but kind of lives in, in, in a period of time where a lot of that stuff was kind of happening. Um, you know, that, that kind of, uh, time shifting stuff, you know, Tarantino. Yeah. Not all for that. I mean, Katie Holmes was in one called Go <laughs> and, uh, Dunkirk at the bottom because I've seen it once right. and, uh, it, it doesn't, it didn't, um. It didn't really resonate. I don't know why. So
0: Dunkirk's one, and I'm going to say I'm an apologist for that one. I, I think the opposite, actually. I genuinely liked it the first time I saw it, but had not appreciated it as much as I think, as good as I think it is. So when we rewatched it for the podcast, I was like, oh my God, this is actually amazing. So I would say, and mm. without without uh, bleeding too much on this, In- Inception's probably my favorite of the films we've talked about. I'm then going to say Memento. I still love that movie. And... um Next week I'll be talking about the book you sent me, Riggs. Thank you very much for that. But it's, I've already got into the bit where they're talking about Memento and it's, it's fascinating. Like it's a shoestring budget. They couldn't get anyone to buy it. It's a really interesting story. But the film itself is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to say Batman Begins. I think it's probably my third favorite of the films we've talked about. It's phenomenal. And then Dunkirk, Interstellar, Prestige and Tenet. Um, I think Prestige probably could, would should be higher up if I had the recency bias of seeing it more recently. But just on the, the, how I feel, right now that's how i that's how i go
2: did uh, you, uh, you sent me a message when you watched batman begins and you were like i watched batman for the show and i was like okay cool was that the first time you'd seen no it? no no, not. no
0: okay right no, yeah. no no i think it's just because you'd send me it's a like, message what, are you saying, a, a fucking yeah bridge i think it's just because you <laughs> were saying you'd watched it and i was like yeah me too <laughs> let me let me say that's right too. yeah
2: i you a little clip my cat was sitting there watching it with yeah, me she was loving it
0: yeah. all right what we do now is we like to do a bit of truffles trivia and I've split this up this week. So instead of just me chucking true false trivia at you too, I'm going to ask you each two pieces of trivia and whoever gets more right wins, I guess. I mean, it's, it's, I mean that's about as good as I could think of. So mm. um, <laughs> true or false trivia, DL, you can go first. Christian Bale actively disliked the Batman, Batman suit. Is that true or is that false? True. It is true. And he says it actually helped his performance as the Dark Knight because he was perpetually in a foul mood while wearing it. <laughs> I actually really like that. All right. Riggs, trivia true or false? You know what? I've actually put the same one twice, so I <laughs> fucked this up completely. Um, it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> You're right. It's true. I get the points double, double points, double points. That's triple points now. While shooting on the streets of Chicago, a person accidentally crashed into the Batmobile. Is that true? is a false. I don't
2: I don't believe you. You tell me lies and subterfuge. Lies <laughs>
0: and subterfuge. They actually did. Apparently the driver was drunk Numbles. and said, he <laughs>
2: "Dad, come
0: on, mate." Jesus. <laughs> and he said he hit the car in a state of panic cuz he believed it was an <laughs> alien spacecraft. Shut up. <laughs>
1: That's too weird. By the
0: way, this is all... We've, I, I never really prefaced this ever, but this is all IMDb trivia, so it's probably all nonsense, and I, I like that about Subterfuges it. Subterfuge is definitely... True to IMDb anyway. Yeah. All right, final one then. This is to both of you. You can both answer. All right. In the early minutes of each of the Nolan trilogy of Batman's, the main villain actually disguises himself as one of his own henchmen. Is that true or is that false?
2: In each of the films, in you each
0: say? of the three movies of the trilogy, the main villain or a main villain of the piece disguises himself as one of his own henchmen.
1: Silence. I'm just thinking, does Bane? Yeah,
0: I
2: mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think Bane does yeah. it. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, they're, uh, they're on the
0: plane. Uh, you can't. Hey, no conferring here. You guys, you got to come up with your own answers. Okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I'm going to say yes then because you're not wrong about the plane, but also, I mean, Catwoman pretends that she's half a dozen other people, so I don't know if that counts. But is I don't think villain? she's the main villain. False. false. Main I'm going villain. false.
0: All right, so we've got a good a good line down the middle here. It is actually true. So obviously, in this Dukat, bastard, Ducat had subterfuge with his. Uh, it's actually Ken Watanabe who I love, by the way, playing the part of Rachel. The Joker obviously has the jo- the the clown mask on in that in that beginning scene, and then. Uh, bane acts as one of his henchmen so they all just have them the hood on themselves and he finally comes out at the end which i really like so i can't remember who said what in that but we all win yay yay so riggs ultimately what did you think of this movie yeah i mean
2: it's they just don't make these kind of um, a, a genre of comic book movies anymore. The, mm. the the we live in a very different world than this now. Um, the Batman Nolan trilogy—you will never see the likes of it again. They're always going to be connected. They're always going to have spin-offs um, They're always going to dilute. Uh, I I think this series gets better. Um, you know, a, a, and and I'm I'm the, maybe the one person in the world who thinks that Rises is the best of the three. Um, wow, that yeah, is a hot take. Yeah, spicy. It is a little bit. Yeah. I just think we'll, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. it, but it's just a more interesting idea than the other two did to, in my opinion. But yeah, it, it's it's a stitch in time, man. And I dig it and I go back to it and that score and I remember seeing it in the cinema and not knowing who the fuck Christian Bale was. <laughs> wow, and, wow. And now
0: homie got a statue. Yeah. Homie got a statue. When we, so when we get to The Dark Knight Rises, I've got a great story about my viewing experience of that film and how it wasn't quite what I expected it to be. I'm going to leave on hooks with that thought. But thank you, Reeks for joining us today. We've really loved having you.
2: Oh, thanks, man. That's that's both of you. It's it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, podcasting is 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 something that I do for pleasure. I have such a great time just talking movies and, and hanging out with with cool people. So, yeah, what are you doing here thanks then? You Both. Thanks again. <laughs> 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 Trying to get for my check. I got my check coming. It's in the, it's the mail. Mail. Mail.
0: It'll bounce, but it's in the mail. Yeah, I used all my checks to buy hotels recently. Yeah, son of a <laughs> bitch, all
2: these chicks in the pool.
0: Riggs, if people want to find you, where can they find you?
2: Uh, yeah, well, uh, in Melbourne, uh, obviously. <laughs> like I said, we can just get off, uh, come out the airport and shout my name and I'll, I'll be there shortly. But um, no, I've got, got to... a. <laughs> I
0: hear that a Makes lot. me think of uh, Lethal Weapon. It feels like Riggs and Murtagh. <laughs> Riggs.
2: Yeah. No, actually, people say that sometimes. They say Rigs. I'm like, no, there's an E. It's an E. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have a podcast with my friend Addy. Uh, it's called The Filmatics Podcast. It's basically like this is just two pals just sitting down getting silly about cinema. Um, I have another show on on YouTube uh, called the Stitch, Ad- uh, the Stitch Up, sorry, um, which is a video show that I do with my friends. Which is a a it used to be a more yep. critical piece, but now it's you know a a, a, a love of cinema show. Um, and also um, my my filmmaking work is um, through a company called Hit Sixty Six Sound and Screen. You know we're on YouTube, we're on Instagram. Come and check out some of the the crazy things I do with cameras and lights.
0: Beautiful. Awesome, well, man. go and check out their podcast. The Filmatics is a lot of fun. If you think this is a lot of fun. You'll absolutely like the film addicts. <laughs>
1: Appreciate it. DL, do you want to wrap up the show? Where can they find us to start with? Well, they can find us at podcast assemble on Instagram or the at gmail.com. And if you're on Instagram, if you're on Spotify, listening, just pass the pot on, pass it on. Let people Throw know about around. it. Throw it around like a hot potato. Give us a five star review. And uh, thank you Regs, for joining us. Thank you, Tommy, for hosting. We really appreciated it, uh, and we, we love we love doing this. So, thank you all, and until next time, tally ho! Tally ho! Laters, Gators.